Hello and welcome to Too Fast, Too Forever. There's all kinds of family, we chose this one. This is episode 123, Girl Fight from 2000. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe Too. And this episode is brought to you by Tidal Boxing. Tidal now brings memory foam technology to the boxing equipment forefront with these incredible training gloves. Memory foam was developed in 1966 by NASA to improve the safety of aircraft cushions. Shout out Title Boxing. Shout out Title Boxing and shout out to Ben Milliman for sponsoring this episode. I feel like I should call it, I call it that recently. We didn't talk about it. I haven't even really thought about it, but I feel like when a patron over at TooFast2Forever.com, the $10 a month tier that you get to pick a movie per lap to watch, for us to watch, I feel like, you know, calling them a sponsor for the episode is not crazy, is it? They can be like an auxiliary sponsor, because, I mean, we have like all the official sponsors. Of course, of course. So shout out to Ben Milliman for picking you, Girl Fight for us to talk about and for a sponsor for for supporting us on TooFast2Forever.com, our Patreon page. Yes, but we'll get you. to that after the break. Joe, extracurricular activities. What have you been up to since Sunday? We're finally doing one on schedule, so it's not been as long <laughs> as it's been the last couple times. No, it hasn't. Today, Rachel gave me a haircut. I know you hate haircuts in general, so that's good. No, I mean, like, I I hate the act of going to get a haircut. If I can sit in my house and get a haircut, it's way better. Okay. And she's been doing really good, so that was, like, a today thing that we did. Um, Did I talk about, like, making a ton of pesto? Because I bought these pesto plants. I mean, sorry, the basil plants, not pesto You did not. No. Uh, Yeah, so I bought some basil plants, and I've been, like, watering them and growing them, and they're super happy. We've been eating pesto, like, every couple weeks when they grow back. So I had pesto yesterday that was delightful. Rachel makes her pesto. She doesn't use pine nuts. She uses cashews instead of pine nuts in the pesto recipe. Ooh, okay. It's a nice touch. It's a nice twist. I really am I'm enjoying it. It's a little bit I appreciate like, that. Yeah, it's a little bit creamier. A little, it's, it's a little different, but it's awesome. We took your suggestion. We took Dan's suggestion, and we started playing Papers, Please. And actually, yeah. we finished mm-hmm. it today. There's like a bunch of different endings you can have, but we got to like the end end of the game right like we played all the days out of you know stamping passports and stuff and um we had a lot of fun it was a great game that's what we've been doing for like the past couple of days playing that a couple hours great suggestion thank you and you gave me some more suggestions of other fun puzzle type games that have we you could picked play. one yet or no no i'm looking through the list i saw a couple that i really liked i'm gonna wait and see what rachel likes because ultimately she's the one that's playing them i like to just you know co-pilot so like she did all of the like clicking and stuff for papers please and i was just like helping from what i remember it's either like yes or no like it's not like a lot to do it's like you know so there's a lot so i gave you a list of like three different types of games i gave you what are called like walking simulators which sounds incredibly boring but they're basically just story driven games that are like essentially they're a first person shooter without any of the timing or any of the combat or any of that it's like you're walking around a world and interacting with things and learning the story listening to a story exactly i gave you a bunch of puzzle games and then i gave you ones that i think would fit but i haven't played yet but mostly the thing with all of them is that i think they're all going to fit what you want but i don't think that any of them are going to be any less exciting to be in the passenger seat than they are as a if you're actually playing because like you're just mostly just walking around hitting a on things or like in a puzzle game you're trying like you could talk it out together okay like for portal for instance like i said to do like the two portal games like you could be like okay gotta put the one there and put the one there and like rachel's actually 
doing it, but like you're not. It's not like you're shooting bad guys. It's just like that's what I mean. Does, whatever. Rachel played games, but not like I played games when I was a kid, right? Like I played like a ton of shooters and stuff. I like a passive game that I can like play with someone that like she can be driving and get to mm-hmm. do the fun things and like me just be like, oh, you missed this thing over here. Like, did you look under this book or whatever? So I'm excited to play some something else. We'll probably get into some other game. It's cool. it's nice. They help. Yeah, they help focus my brain a little bit give me something to think about like this right gives me something to think about other than you know not going anywhere sure that's nice and the last thing i gotta start talking about it because i'm sure somebody else is talking about it too love island started back up do you know what love island is i know about it you might have talked about i don't i was telling melissa because she's like because she when she was catching up friend of the show melissa lineham when she was catching up she's like "Ooh, blah 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 like whatever show and i'm like oh yeah like i don't know anything about anything like as soon as you say something i'm like "Uh uh-huh and then it just goes out of my head because i don't i literally cannot and do not keep like store that information but i i know love island is a big one love island is kind of a big one it was like big in the uk they made a u.s version right put a bunch of hot people in a house the guys pick one couple days and then the girls pick the other couple days and then like they always have like an uneven number and then like the odd person out gets like thrown out of the house and then they put another person in and they just keep doing this over and over again this season sucked it was awful they somehow found like more vapid dumber people for this show than I ever imagined they could find. So I was like very disappointed. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I can keep watching this. Well, and it's also like every night, right? It's like every night at nine. Wait, so hold on, hold on, hold on. So you're saying that you're like hours into a thing and you're like, I'm going to keep, I'm going to, I'm going to push through, but you got 20 minutes into Bill and Ted's bogus journey. You're like, nope, that's enough for me. Not me. I didn't get into, oh yeah. No, I mean like I definitely finished Bill and Ted's bogus journey, but I don't remember it. I remember like I mentally checked That's out. not the like, story you told. The last episode you okay. said you stopped at that scene and you didn't watch the rest of the I was movie. watching it in school. I think I mentioned I was watching it in school. So like I, I couldn't have turned it off. Either. But go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Wait, why was that in school? I think we convinced like a history teacher that like Bill and Ted's was okay to watch, and then we convinced her that we could watch the second one too. The first one's not not a history movie. The second one is not at all a history movie. It's not not heinous. I feel like it was like one of those like it was near the end, like right before summer break, one of the last classes we had, and we're like, can we just watch Bill and Ted's too? And she's like, yeah, fine. If somebody has it, sure. This story is changing wildly. What? What do you mean? Because last time you were like, I watched the first twenty minutes and then I bailed at the tank joke. Now it's you were in school and you watched the whole thing you are a wildly unreliable narrator for the part for the purpose of the last story i mentally checked out after the tank joke i didn't like i didn't say i turned it off i just said you did I checked but out it's okay it's okay it's okay anyway semantics. love island i was like kind of spoiled my like, i don't know how i feel about this and then all of a sudden something happened in the past couple days where like one of the girls and one of the guys were like together and they were like kind of like coupled up right she like kind of like the new guy and all of a sudden he freaked this guy just had a meltdown he couldn't take it and he's just like throwing shit being super aggro about it and it was just awesome last night they added a new girl and all the guys are like oogling over her and then all the girls that are already in the house are just going nuts there's like tears they're like all shook and i was like okay cool the chaos is back I'm in it. I feel much better about Love Island now, so I'm just going to keep watching. Thankfully, there's, like, you know, a lot of drama involved, so I'm back. I'm back on board. I hate these shows, like, when they actually look for love. I just like, like, people that I really don't like experiencing emotional stress. That all sounds 
terrible. Both both sides of that sounds terrible. It does. It does. But I'm saying, like, for my enjoyment, like, as an entertainment television thing, like, I don't know, they're, like, 24 and hot. Like, they're, they'll find somebody, right? But, like, not on TV. Like, they just want to be on TV. I just want to see them on TV. If they find somebody that they really like, cool, they get married, it's cool, whatever. But, like, the main point of the show is, like, I want to see them just, like, this show is great because they're all really hot, but they're not used to not being the only hot person there. So you have to watch these people come to grips with the fact that like everybody in this house is beautiful and they have to start relying on their personalities and they can't handle the stress of that which I find very interesting you always have like the one person that's like the hot person in the friend group you know like not the ugly one from strong bad that's the attractive person cool but if it's like 20 attractive people and they weren't used to that they start to get really really anxious what will they do next yeah I, I mean like and they're also dumb and like they just can't understand that they're just like hotness isn't a personality so then they're like in the room and they're like oh wait wow one of them knows how to speak words like wow that's very interesting and it's like no it's not but sure that's my love island story so if anybody's watching love island i'm watching along too okay what have you been up to love island no not at all i've never seen a minute of it and i'm going to keep my life that way you should it's really nope. stupid i should but you know no, i mean you should not watch it no no i'm saying you you should keep it that way oh not okay. like you should watch Good. it like yeah, please please Woo! don't watch this yes. yeah let's see here i wanted to say okay so i committed to three things this week number one catch up on the x-files because i said i was watching along not catch up on the x-files but like i'm watching it from the beginning with friends and i fell yes. behind over the last couple of weeks so oh, i've been okay. doing that cool number two get back into the book i was reading Flickr, which i am doing i'm still not into it yet but i'm reading it again which is good and number three talking about video games i have been playing which i think i mentioned in the last episode pretty sure i've been playing every night the last of us part two which again is maybe the best game of the generation and it's just amazing like it's one of those things where it's a game where if you're watching someone play it i think it would be just as maybe not just as satisfying but i think it's satisfying to watch someone play it oh, but cool. it's way more complicated what's the premise of it Okay, so the first game... Did you play the first one? Yeah. The first one's on PS3. It's by the it's by the company. It's by Naughty Dog, who made the Uncharted games, which yes. they basically made four of the best games of the last generation, the three and Uncharted Crash games, Bandicoot, and right. that. Did Naughty Dog do Crash Bandicoot? They did some other PlayStation game that was like Ratchet and Clank or something. I remember, like, Naughty Dog. I think it was Crash Bandicoot, now that I think about it. They did the original Crash Bandicoot. They did Jack yeah. and Daxter. Yes. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay, that's what okay. I remember. I remember, like, the title screen from it. Go ahead. Then they made these, like, action-adventure games that are whatever. So The Last of Us is basically post-apocalyptic. It's an older man and a younger daughter. The guy in, like, the before times or whatever, his daughter... Like, this is spoilers for a game that's, like, a decade old, so if you want to skip this, go ahead. But, like, in the first, like, 15 minutes of the game, his daughter is killed. You then kind of team up with this young girl named Ellie. It's Joel and Ellie. Ellie is immune to the virus. And so you're basically going to this place to, like, Little. make sure that, like, see if they can basically use her blood to create a vaccine or an antivirus ah. or whatever. Both that game and this game are alternating sequences of like story and narrative development and conversations and like this contemplative thing and like beautiful landscapes and you're just talking and whatever and then all of a sudden either survivors or there's different types of like different classes of enemies but there's like clickers and stuff and like you just have Blast to them deal with them right but like yeah. you can you can kind of splinter sell it and go quietly which is easier but you have to be quiet 
or you can blast your way through. But what's nice is that I would say it's not 50-50. I would say it's probably like 25-75, like mostly non-action. So like that's the kind of stuff where you're just exploring, you're picking like up that. items to craft other stuff or upgrade yeah. or whatever. And then there's stuff where it's just like, oh, this is this shit is scary. And they've added, they added after the fact, harder difficulties like permadeath and grounded and stuff like that that take away all the, all the ways that the game helps you survive. They basically strip all that away. I don't know what mm. difficulty I'm playing on. I think I'm probably playing on like normal but there's like five or six difficulties and like the ones that are at the top are like brutal and insane and like yeah. I'm dying not a lot but like a fair amount I guess to bring up Andy Tudor's thing like I'm dying a fair amount um, you know not more than I'm supposed to but like it gets crazy sometimes right and if you if you're too loud if you like make too much noise you will get fucked up okay. so it's great and so the second one takes place probably a handful of years after the first one, after the end of the first one. It just kind of continues the story, except this time you're playing as Ellie, not Joel. And ah. so it's really, really good. It's like 30 hours long. I would say maybe average to slightly long for like a game like this. But compared to all the games that I've been playing that are like five hours, like I'm five or six hours into this game. And I'm like, how am I only like 15 or 20 percent of the way? Like, it seems crazy to me. But yeah. I have so much game left to play. And my friend who played it was saying that there's like a point like halfway through where you're like, oh, this is the end. And it's like, no, that's just like the halfway point and so i don't know what that's gonna be i don't know but like i'm jumping like it's it's a great story it's a great game i'm not really saying anything surprising or new that the last of us is a great game but i've been playing that because this fall the two new the ps5 and the xbox one series x both come out and they're gonna have backwards compatibility but i kind of want to play like the best game so i can move on to you know whatever else is coming next yes 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 i've also been i think it's just it's a combination of me getting back into video games and talking to you and also my boss wanting to look, get a new computer but i've been looking at like a gaming pc alienware is having like a 17 percent off sale which is kind of like significant savings i don't know if i ever told you but my graduation gift from college like a decade ago was a computer that cost two thousand dollars and okay. i was like i just want to have like a really nice desktop computer that's going to last me a decade. And I didn't know if it was going to last a decade, but it's still the one I use now. And I've upgraded it slightly, like new hard drives, better graphics card, but not a wildly better graphics card. But I'm basically using a 10-year-old desktop in addition to the laptops that I've, you know, cycled through over the years. I don't want to spend two grand on a lap on a desktop, but like... You can build one for way cheaper, dude. I don't know way cheaper, because I think the parts are... The parts cost what the parts cost, right? So like... Yeah, that's true. If there's like a $1,000 processor and a $500 or graphics card in there, like... You're 1600 bucks deep, yeah, with yeah. everything else, yep. Like there's that element. Like I thought about that, and like there's other things that my boss is looking through, some other that like with different support or better support or better parts or whatever but like I don't know that I'm going to pull the trigger on it because I don't really want to spend 2000 or $2,500. But it's also like, I don't know how much longer this desktop is going to last me. I feel that for sure. And even though I really only use it as like a media hub and to edit this fine podcast, like if I had a higher end thing, I might do more stuff with it. I don't know. So I've, I've been beginning to mull that over. So uh, if anybody wants to buy me a computer, just kidding, don't <laughs> buy me a computer. I mean, I mean, do, but like don't. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a fun thing. I, I think the act of building computer things is the most fun to me. I don't want to get into the idea that I would tinker and upgrade things because I would go way down the rabbit hole and like, you know, be spending like a couple hundred bucks a month trying to buy the newest, fastest, bestest thing. And Well, I hope that Hector took our advice from months ago when, when the pandemic started. Like, what do I do? And we're like, hey, buy your dream car like one piece at a time. So maybe... You know, a car is a little bit bigger, a little bit more expensive than a computer, but... but it's kind of the same thing, right? Same, same idea, same premise, yeah. 
There was also the video that went viral a couple units of time ago. I don't know whether it was weeks or months. I don't know. <laughs> but like Henry Cavill good... built his computer in like these like sleeveless, like a sleeveless shirt and just like his gigantic superhero arms, just like building a computer and <laughs> watching him put together his thing. And like, it looks fun, but it's also like, that's not at all like what I have any, like I wouldn't have fun doing that. It's like one of those things oh. where it's like, I would just like, just buy it and get it done. You know what I mean? So it takes like one night's worth of time. And like, I'm sure one of your friends, if not like me, somebody would come over and be like, oh, let's do this one night. And you drink beers. It's so fucking easy and plug and play anymore that like in actuality, it takes like an hour. Right, like it's not long. To oh, do I'm it. sure. I just, you know, it's just I, I don't know. I like, I like the ability to just plug it in, turn it on, whatever. So I feel you. Like there's, know. there's parts of both. I get it. Anyway, we have a Patreon page in the show that I mentioned. If you want to, you know, I said, you know, we've been saying it, Wes. If we get up to 90k a month, no, not 90k a month, 180k a year, which would be, I don't remember, something crazy, stupid a month, which we are nowhere near. By the way, we're nowhere still under 100 dollars a month. Uh, we'll quit nowhere our jobs near. and do more podcasts, but. Also, if we get that high, I'll buy a new computer. But shout out to Cassie Wilson, <laughs> Jake Freer, Ben Milliman, Nick Burris, Alex Ellenen, Justin Kleinman, Brian Rodriguez of High School Slumber Party, mm-hmm. Haley Gerbys, Wes Hampton, Christian Larson, Jerry Robinson, and Dan the Duke Hayden. Thank you all so much Thank for you guys. ever so inching me closer to a new computer, even though we just spend all this money on other things that we don't actually make money on. You know? Yes, true. We bought... Uh, all the merch with this money. This show is not a for-profit show. This is a, uh, <laughs> we turn the money around and basically send it, give it back to you guys. So it's, Pretty you much. know, it is what it is. But yeah. too fast, too forever.com for swag and merchandise, early access to episodes, bonus episodes, access to our documents, and just to support us, which would be very cool of you. Party on, be excellent to each other, It'll be so on and so forth. Thing. We also have an email address here on the show, family at cageclub.me. And we got a handful of emails. Nick said he hopes that his car pick didn't get lost in the others. And Nick, I want to say right off the bat, don't worry about that. I still have it starred. We just have a bunch of car pictures. So it's coming up, trying to alternate Hector's with not Hector's, but you're like third or fourth up. So it's soon. It's soon. It's just not yet. We still have it. Don't worry. We're doing more episodes now, but like the regular episodes only come out every two weeks. So it might feel like it's further away, but it's not. It's still in line. Back in the simpler days when we did one every month or one every two weeks and we just did one an episode, right? There was a different different time. Different time and place for sure. Nick also sent another email saying Nico and Kevo made me smile on all the things they come up with or enlighten us on. Plus, I appreciate the shout out anonymously. I think this is from you telling them about listening to their podcast. Plus, the subject line, I am the real Nick was from Total Recall. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I remember. I, I didn't remember exactly who it was was telling us that was like watching their, like listening to their show as well. But yeah, yes. Thank oh, you. Oh, also, I do want to say, unrelated, I have the TV on. It's not even a commercial for this, but it's a commercial for some other movie. But today, Friday, September 4th, on Netflix, the new Charlie Kaufman movie, I'm Thinking of Ending Things, comes out which I am okay. going to probably love. It's based on a book that I love. I love Charlie Kaufman stuff, as I talked about with Antkind and all of his other movies. Uh, uh, yeah. It's going to be a, from what I've heard, um, it's kind of slow, and it seems like it's intentionally kind of dense to get through, but like for a reason. And I will say, I have ultimate faith in the story and in the creative team and the actors and everything like that. So if you're looking for a movie to watch today or over the weekend or whatever, mm. Charlie Kaufman's I'm Thinking of Ending Things on Netflix. So next email from Emma Franklin, subject line, a cold day in Arizona. What up, Emma? How are you doing, lady? She's going to say, and spoiler, not great. Well, I mean, it's up and down. It's not as bad as it could be, but not great. Today was a okay. nice chilly 102, which is a good thing because my air conditioning is broken. Oh. She says, I'm just glad that it didn't break when it was 118 outside. Anyway, I'm melting. 
but otherwise fine. Jesus, how do you survive in that? Carefully? I don't know. I But this sucks because you're, like, in pandemic. Like, you can't even be like, okay, like, I'm just going to go watch, like, two movies tonight mm-hmm. and just, like, be in a theater and, like, get dinner in between and, like, not go home until it's, like at least cooling down. And this is in response to kind of her last email. I also have even more car people in my life. More than half of my co-workers are car people. My trainee is actively in the car scene. He's in the tuner culture and modifies his cars. But every time he talks about it, my eyes just glaze over. (laughs) Well, I'm glad you still listen to us. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, also welcome to my life with uh, Joe and Love Island. I was almost called Love Love Actually, but yeah, no, Love Island. Love Island is what it is. My best friend is introducing the Fast and Furious movies to his girlfriend and her family. I was the one that introduced him to them. And I'm so proud he's sharing the movies. Well, you are, just like Haley Joel Osment did, paying it forward. (laughs) God, I forgot about... Uh, sorry, Rachel and I were just watching a movie, and um, Haley Joel Osment was like the kid at the end. What kid? Oh, it was fucking Forrest Gump. Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. My story from last time was true. That's why I was what thinking story? of Haley Joel. That I watched Forrest Gump with Rachel. Oh, yeah. That was never up for debate. It's just I the know. whole Bill and Ted thing, I guess, is. <laughs> I know. But I was saying, like, why was I just thinking of Haley Joel Osment? And I was like, oh, he wasn't that's like, what it was. he, I mean, he was a kid in, like, I guess there's that movie, and obviously Sixth Sense, and also AI. I think those are the three that he was big as a kid in. Now yes. he's a really funny comedic actor. Like he was in a couple episodes of Comedy Bang Bang, the TV show. He's been he in a bunch in of stuff. Show. Was he in like Kimmy Schmidt or something? He was in like one of Probably. these kind of comedies. He's too. in all like he's in the indie comedy scene now, which is cool. Because like the adage is true that like kid act child actors either like grow up to be like normal, cool, well adjusted people that like somehow survive the system or just like everything goes wrong and Drugs. like he came out Drugs. on the right side of it. So yeah. He seems like he's actually doing pretty okay. Like whenever I saw him in something, he's just like happy and doing comedy things. So good yep. for him. Emma says, sorry if this email was a bit disjointed, but as I mentioned, I'm melting. I'm sorry. I'm sorry you're melting. I hope your air conditioning's fixed. I hope you are eating popsicles by the buckets, even though how would you keep them cold in 102? I don't know, but I hope you're doing something that's keeping you cool. No, that was like the one silver lining when I lost power for three or four days. I mean, I had somewhere to go in my parents' house, but I was coming back here to sleep and like it wasn't 95 degrees out that week like it was in the low 80s so it was still warm like warmer than like especially because my house retains heat and it gets really stuffy and humid but like yeah what it could have been could have been a lot worse so i'm glad yeah, that it's 102 as opposed to 118 but oof, oof. like emma you dude one 108 i would i would blow my fucking she's no 118 out. no i mean but she said it was like 108 or whatever like 102 102, 102 is the cool a chilly 102 <laughs> yeah when her ac went out 118 i don't even know what how do you serve like you can't breathe do you ever go like to arizona or like the midwest when it's like real hot like that and like you go outside and like it's like it hurts it's like dude i live in like texas for two years yeah like when you feel like you're being yeah. strangled because it's just like so oppressively hot you're mm-hmm. like <sighs> i think that's the thing it's like people are like how do you live in texas i'm like well it's not like new jersey's not hot like it's a different like like there comes a certain point where like i don't want to be outside and like it's hotter yeah. in texas it's hotter wherever but like it's not like at 90 degrees you want to be outside it might be like slightly more palatable at 90 in texas than it is in new jersey due to like humidity or whatever but like it's still yeah. not like outdoor weather it's just hotter there for longer so i mean yeah. hot is hot right so i don't know true but i will say that when it's like 70 degrees in early february it's like oh yeah i can deal with that like that's that's pretty good <laughs> exactly jerry sent in an aforementioned car picture so we'll get to that in a couple of years who Thank knows you, when <laughs> 
But our last email is from West Hampton, subject line, Furious7. What up, fam? What up, Wes? What's up, buddy? Furious7? Okay, I don't know where that's going. Okay. It says, I'm glad Nico and Kevo enjoyed Fast Five. I'm always a little nervous talking anything up because I never want to build it up too much and risk turning into a disappointment. But they seem Dang. like they're generally up for whatever. It's nice they can offer critiques, but still mostly dwell on the things they liked about it. Yeah, that's why they're great guys, man. For sure. In the previous episode, when discussing Vienna and Cam, you made a comment about stunt casting for voice work. I agree it's a problem that's only gotten worse over the last few decades. There are so many amazing voice actors who have honed their ability to create characters and emotion, but the studio wants a name to sell tickets, so they bring in a well-known on-screen person. I'm not a fan of that as a rule, but video games especially are starting to get into murkier waters which is what I was saying as well. Yep. So many big titles now don't just require a voice actor, but they do so much motion and performance capture that it blurs the line. Nolan North and Troy Baker are the big names, who I mentioned on here. Mm-hmm. And there are so many other great actors that have built a career doing it all, but not all voice actors want to do that stuff. Specifically with Crossroads, when they're bringing in a live action franchise into the game world, I'm sure their first thought was, can these characters go the other way? Makes sense. They could have created a new character model and hired voice actors, but there's a real possibility these characters will make the jump, so it's better to use recognizable actors. Then he recommends a documentary called I Know That Voice, which is great. I think that's one that John DiMaggio produced. It's just about like all the voices that you've heard throughout your entire life that you never knew what they looked like or knew who they were, that they're all the same person. Uh, I know that like a lot of the cartoon ones from our kid, like Nickelodeon cartoon ones, like a lot of those people were the same. Like what's crazy is that like people like Mel Blanc, this, I might be getting all of this wrong, but like Mel Blanc did like Bugs Bunny for years. And now I think like Bugs Bunny, but he also did like a whole bunch of other Looney Tunes, like a whole bunch of other voices. But now I think a lot of those are done by Billy West, I think. And like Billy West also did like Fry and a lot of voices on Futurama, like all these people, that's kind of like the generational, like going from one to the next. And it's it's cool to see like one guy, one voice, or one woman, one voice, whatever. Oh, they're like ten of my favorite animated characters of yep. all time. Like, and it's all this it's all out of the same brain, the same voice box, whatever, right? But but also they're like vastly different too. You're like, how are they like this person and this person? You know? Like they sound different to you. I never make the connection that they were like the same voice, right? Well, the right. same person, not the same yeah. voice. Right. Once you know who the person is, you can maybe kind of sometimes like hear similarities, right? I agree. Wes says, this is the potential to become another endless debate, but Joe, I understand your Pizza Hut nostalgia. I used to love it, but occasionally my company will order it and my stomach can't handle it. Normally, if we do delivery at home, it's Domino's, but Austin has some really good pizza places. Eh, just not near where we live. Home <laughs> Slice is an Austin staple. Yeah. Yeah. It's big, thin crust, New York style, and they'll bring you honey to dip your crust in if you want. You know, you know, classic honey for your pizza crust, right? <laughs> Joe, just like they do in New York. <laughs> okay. New York. <laughs> yeah, I'm walking here. Yes, just like that. But also on a on another like on a separate note is that like we make Calabrian chili pepper honey for pizza at home, and it's like one of the most fire things you can ever do. I get the honey with the pizza thing. I I like ranch, Frank's Red Hot and ranch mixed together with pizza. That's like top tier for me. But the Calabrian chili honey is really good too, and Rachel uses a ton of that now that we instilled that in our pizza. Yeah, I don't use any sauces for the pizza. Like the only thing that I use is like I get when I get Domino's, which is again yeah. not when I want pizza, but when I want Domino's. Yeah. I get yeah. a like a little cup of marinara because like basically their crust is breadsticks. And so I get it for that. But like I don't dip like the pizza into it. Like I just have the pizza. Did you as ever do pizza. pizza and ranch? I like ranch, but I'm not big on ranch. Like I don't actually put ranch on many things. Like it's just I use it as like a Ugh. dip for like vegetables and that's about it. Like I don't but no, for I've never shit done pizza. pizza. I mean shitty as in like Domino's, little Caesars, these kind of things, like the chain ones. Like, Mm -hmm. ranch dressing and on their pizza is, like, top tier. 
but that's also like a kind of Pittsburgh thing. Like they sell ranch for everywhere in Pittsburgh if you buy a pizza. He says, oh, about the honey, I'd never heard of that before, but it's good. Jets, I don't know Jets, has a good variety of styles of pizza, but my favorite is Via 313. They're a local Detroit style chain that I think started as a food truck. At least mm. for a long time, I only knew the food truck outside a bar we used to go to. Their Detroiter pizza is the best, pretty basic. Cheese sauce, two types of pepperoni, but has thin sliced pepperoni on top that crisps and curls into cups. Well, oh, yeah, Mrs. the West calls pepperonis. Pepperoni, yep. Yep. The gold standard. These. They, they also sell Fago, which I admit I was introduced to by ICP, but it's a Midwest thing, not exclusively the Clown Posse. <laughs> yeah, of course. I know. I don't know where the debate comes from here. I don't know either. Like the honey on pizza crust, maybe? We're both like, yeah, it's fine. Whatever. Uh, do, do, <laughs> do, do whatever you got to do to like eat your shitty Austin pizza. There was a good spot that was near... My sister and I coming from New Jersey were like, we need good pizza like it's just not it's not okay to not have good pizza and like we finally found a place that was like five minutes from where we lived but they opened like three months before i moved back and i was like well i mean like mm. I didn't, but i was just like why couldn't this have been there the entire time there is like one or two good bagel spots in austin but they were like across town like it's like a 35 minute ride one way and it's like that you know sucks. 25 miles like it's it's not like the end of the world because you can still get them but it's just like well come on like it would be better if there was like one on the north side one of the complaints i have about connecticut a lot is like that because like connecticut's like well established as like a pizza capital right like that's what it is that we don't have pizza shops that are like pizza shops like i had in pittsburgh that were like you would buy like wings and like hoagies and like a pizza and you could get like a salad all the pizza shops in connecticut are like pizzas only and like sometimes they have a salad but like you can't go to like frank peppy's and get like wings and like right you know cheesesteak and all this other shit too which kind of frustrates me and i'm like always constantly looking for pizza shops like that but they don't seem to exist around here or oh and really, that's like really all bad. that's here and like to the point where like my sister and i went to like we would go around i think i might have even said on here like we would go to like a different italian place every couple months and like spend 150 dollars and get like basically one of everything like we'd be like what's your salad like what's your pizza like what's your yep. breadsticks like yep. what's your cheesesteak like what's your pasta like and be like well this is okay but we went to one there was like a pizza shop we're like yeah we'll just take a slice they're like oh we don't do slices i was like what what? Yeah, what like I, it was so it was so yeah. alien to my brain that like a pizza shop wouldn't sell by the slice, but I don't think that's normal outside of like maybe the area. In Connecticut, like the famous ones won't sell by the slice because they'll just like make you buy like they have the clout to just make you buy a whole pizza, right? Like you can't go to Peppy's or Sally's or Modern and buy slices. But like the really shitty places, I guess, will sell you slices sometimes. But again, in Pittsburgh, like every fucking pizza shop will sell you slices. Like it's like two slices and a Coke, three bucks or whatever it was, you know? If you have, a, if you're a place like Peppy's, just sell a slice for $5. Like if like a pizza's 18, be like, yeah, slice is five. It's like, well, I guess I'll just buy, like you can, you could make more money, I think, doing it that way. Maybe they don't want to for whatever reason, but I don't know. They don't know. want the, like the staff to like have to, it's like the, the convenience of like, You'd have to have somebody that sits there, cuts them, puts a slice out. You don't get the best quality of it. So then somebody reviews you and is like, I had slices and they sucked. And you're like, well, you had to get a real pizza. Mm. I get it. But it's like also just annoying. Says, Joey, I'm glad you like the new Bill and Ted. We couldn't wait. We watched it Friday when I got home from work. Mrs. West loves a lot of movies. But if I had to define her childhood by three franchises, it'd be Back to the Future, Bill and Ted, then Karate Kid. So you can imagine that this is quite a time for her to be alive. I think she's legitimately seen both of the first two dozens of times and the evil robot duplicates from Bogus Journey inspired her senior film project. Oh, nice. Uh, suffice it to say, we were pretty pumped about Face the Music, and it did not disappoint. We laughed, we cried, we were happy to spend $25 to own it, and now, and even better now that it's a trilogy, she can choose for her next Thanksgiving pick. Oh, yeah. That's a good point, yeah. Also, yesterday, as this comes out, Mike, speaking of trilogies, 
Mike's Third Time to Charm episode came out about this, so go check that out. Nice, nice. Fun fact about the first one, a lot of it was filmed around the East Valley in Phoenix, where Mrs. West grew up and I lived for a while. The Uh water park and arcade that Napoleon goes to is where we had one of our first dates. And one (laughs) of our friends worked at the mall they used near the end. I think even San Dimas High School was filmed at least partly at a school in the area. Very cool. I like that. I always like those kind of tidbit facts. That's really awesome. Did you get a, what was the, what was the Sunday called in the first one? Ziggy Piggy? Did you get a Ziggy Piggy on your first date and eat the whole thing? Get the t-shirt. Oof. You're a Ziggy Piggy. (laughs) Yeah. Then Wes talks about how he thinks Tom Holland is okay and he's just being put in everything and what's next? He's going to be Donatello in the new Turtles movie? So, I'm not going to read a whole paragraph about him dunking on Tom Holland, even though he's not. That's fine. That's it for this episode. Until next time, stay furious, Wes. Well, thank you, Wes. Thank you, Wes, for writing in. And that's all the emails. If you want to email us, family at cageclub.me. We'll read on the next episode, whenever we get it. Joe, on the streets, Fast and Furious News, is there anything that you have seen in the last week, or in the last three days, I guess? No. No, you said you saw something Justin Lin related. You posted about it. Oh, yeah. Justin Lin got, like, um... Oh, that's right. Good catch. Um, <laughs> Justin Lin... I even posted it. Justin Lin got, like, um, okayed to have a TV show. He signed a TV production deal with Universal. They'll have a first-look production agreement with the studio, which kicks off with F9. It just pretty much said he got a TV deal. Yeah. Basically, what it means is that they're like, hey, when you have a show, you come to us first, and we have like first writer reviews. Like, we're going to basically pay you to bring you on. Like, you've been good to us, we've been good to you, we'll just keep this going. So, like, when he has new ideas, he goes to them. There's more of like, it's an easier sell. Not that Justin Lin, I don't think, would have any difficulty selling a show. Because the Fast and Furious franchise that he has basically like revived or built up or whatever has made six billion dollars. Like he's True. pretty good, but you know now there's a you know, it's closer to a reality. Even it doesn't seem like there's any actual ideas, but uh, yeah, yeah. That's I think that's why like I wasn't remembering like what the main part of the article was because it didn't say like he's working on like a zombie show and nope. like it's gonna, yeah. It just says he's got a deal with Universal now. So keep an eye on Peacock where it'll probably wind up. Oh, that's true. Yeah, Peacock's blowing up, man. I don't think I found anything in the last few days. You know, if you have any news, share with us. Jason's always good about putting stuff on our Facebook wall or messaging it to us. So if you have any news that you've seen, get in touch with us online. You know how. Yeah, please. Not difficult to do it. Joe, the Ana Lucia Cortez Leticia Ortiz Lost for a Minute Season 2 Episode 9 What Kate Did. I think this might be the best Lost episode so far. I don't... Th- wh- why? I guess why? What? Why? There was just a lot going on, and it was just, like, very interesting. Hey, man, I'm the guy who slept through Shannon getting shot. Mm-hmm. So... I'm telling you, this one really kept my interest. I think that's interesting. I think this was a good episode, and I think there's one thing that I wrote down where I'm like, that's that good lost shit. Like, there's one particular thing where I was like, oh yeah, that's what I want from the show. And that sounds sarcastic, but like, it's genuine. Like, this is like my favorite thing about the show. It had everything that I like too. I get, I get what you're saying, but there's I can't, not a lot I... of Ana Lucia. That's the one downside no, to this. She's I in agree. a couple scenes early and late. She gets Jack brings her tequila and just like, hey. We're not good, but, like, we're getting there. And he also says he remembers her from the kind of, the you know, the bar. Mm-hmm. We get a little throwback to that, which is nice, because he's like, tequila and soda, isn't that your drink? She's like, oh. Yep. Well, I mean, she knows everybody, like, probably hates her right now, considering she shot somebody that was on the island that wasn't bad. Right. And, and she skips her else. funeral and whatever, whatever. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I get it. Like, she doesn't want to be at the funeral. Nobody wants her at the funeral. I get it. You know what I mean? Like, she feels bad, so, like, I'm just going to sit over here for a day, and I'll come back later. I, I would feel the same way. So there's a couple kind of 
crazy things that happen here. This is a Kate episode. So in the flashback, we find out yeah. that she killed what we think is her stepdad. We later find out is her actual dad. Yep. There's some trash TV sort of soap opera elements there. There is, which I liked. Also, I'm glad we finally got a payoff of like what she did because we had the whole like drinking with Sawyer. Like I killed a man before, and then the whole like there was like a lot of things. Like she hasn't been telling anybody what she did or why she was on the run. That was like, whew, that felt nice. I was like, we get some closure on what that was. I like that. Meanwhile, on the island, she's kind of taking care of Sawyer. Uh, there's a weird, like, the love triangle between Sawyer and Jack and Kate grows, and Jack and Kate make out a little bit. Yes. And Sawyer, in his delirium, says that he loves her, but we don't we don't officially know whether he's talking about Kate, because he just seems wildly out of it. Jack's like, Kate? He's like, yeah, I love her. I love her. But the fun, the, there's a funny thing where, like, Sawyer wakes up, because this is, you know, he had been shot, and he'd been kind of delirious, and sort of his health had been declining, and he passes out, and they bring him to the hatch that they recently discovered, and he wakes up, and it's just like, we've been rescued. Like, come on. Like, I'm in a bunk bed. Like, what are you talking about? And then he yeah, brings exactly. out, goes outside. Like, like, God damn it. Or whatever. <laughs> I hate the love triangle part. That was my least favorite part of this episode. Oh, yeah. No, it's the le- it's, it's the worst part of the entire show. Because, like, they all like all three of them suck. Like, there's so many other more yeah. interesting relationships. Like, seeing a wildly ripped Jin come out of his tent after probably having sex yes! with his wife all night. Like, that's some good stuff. Yes. But, yeah, like, the Jack Sawyer-Kate stuff is, like, the most boring. Like, who cares? Like, just pull a new X-Men. Shout out Nico. He's not listening to this. I hope you're not listening to this. There's like a new poly relationship on in the new X-Men where I don't remember who it is. It's like, ooh, I, mm, Iceman maybe is in a three-way. But like, just like, just clearly Jack and Sawyer have sexual chemistry. Just like banging out dudes. Like all three <laughs> yeah. of you just need to get down in the, the bunker. Tent. Exactly. Spend a night in the bunker and just or get this caves, all out. Be romantic. Go with Adam and Eve in the caves and just like banging out there. Like do something, but the three of you need to like figure your shit out or not. But yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's bad. I agree. But yeah, Jin and Son together and then like Hurley being like, so Rose's husband's white, huh? Like there's things about this episode where I'm like, ooh, like that's, it's like funny, but it's also like, even like it's not problematic quote unquote problematic now I don't know that they would say that like him saying yeah so Ro- like or at least the white like so Rose's husband's white didn't see that one coming or like at the end when Jack sits down with Anna and she's like are you gonna convince me that everyone here doesn't hate me and then Jack after an episode of being like what is Kate doing saying only if you're gonna try to convince yes. me that everyone in the world isn't crazy and I'm like like I get what he's Bro. saying but like what I know I thought that too when I like when I heard it come out of his mouth I was like oh wow you're doing really well here like there's things like that we're just like oh yeah no this isn't good no definitely not but yeah but then we get like all the other crazy see like in the shit that i'm like obviously interested in i would just streamline the show and cut like all the relationship shit out what the video means them finding the new pieces of video is dope what's the on the other side of the island what that moment where like when Locke is like trying to like type in the number and was missing it i was like what happens if they don't type in the number and like that like rush of like oh shit he almost didn't do it was like that was really cool to me you know like i like the suspense of it like he's like racing to type in the number right before as you hear at the very end where they're like do not use the computer, like, the, the, the tape that they find, and I'm going to get back to that scene in a second, but, like, yes. they're like, don't use the computer for anything else. It's not meant to, it has no other purpose. Do not use it. And the Michael's like, oh, a chat client? Hello? <laughs> Walt? Question? Like, Dad? Like, it's just like, what? Like, that is, yes. like, oh, no. Like, as, like, the K, like, as you're like, oh, no, like, don't do this. Yep. And you're like, hey, la, 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 la. It's just like, oh, no, that's I bad. really thought Walt dicking around behind the computers, he was going to rip one of these wires out. Michael, sorry. Yeah, with, like, Michael behind the computer, because, like, they're watching, like, the new. Cl- 
clip of the video, like, Locke and Mr. Echo. He's like, da 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 and, like, fucking around with the wires. I'm like, don't unplug anything. Don't unplug anything. Please don't unplug anything. Which is especially frustrating because he had just proven his expertise earlier in the episode where he's like, well, what about these blast doors? Like, a thing that nobody else ever would have thought to notice. Yes. As the architect, he's like, look at this. And he's just like, mysterious computer that, like, we've been told keeps the island from being blown up every, like, 108 minutes. Like, yeah, yes. I'm just type, like, be like, hey, uh, Locke, like, what's what's going on? Like, can I can I type? Like, just ask a question, man. Like, what are you doing? No, Saeed needs to be in charge of the computer, right? Like, that's his job. Like, let him do that. I know that he's grieving about what's her name, but she's gone now. So, like, just go camp in front of the computer and, like, you figure this shit out. Like, Michael, stay away from the computer stuff. Yeah, he treats it like it's fucking, like, AOL, like AIM. He's just like, hey, somebody's typing here. Cool. <laughs> like ASL? Yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. I, and I did like the cliffhanger here of, like, the, like, dad question mark at the end, too. Yeah. Like, that was like, oh, my God. Like, now I can't wait to watch the next one again. So I was like, whew, that's good. But my favorite moment in the episode, and this what? is, like, it's so on brand in, like, everything that I like about this kind of show. It's when Mr. Echo and Locke are sitting down, and, like, he's telling a story about, like, building the, the first Bible. church or whatever. And I'm like, yeah. oh, like, there's there's no point to the story, but there's also, like, exactly a point to the story. And, like, there's a real roundabout way of saying this, but, like, the religion element, I'm like, oh, yeah, just, just milk it, baby, milk it. Just like, I want to hear the whole story. And then he opens the Bible and in the Bible is the tape. And it's like, <gasps> like, I imagine them, yes. like, the, the idea of them finding a Bible and like there being a tape and they're like, oh, whatever, like the early, like what we don't see, but then him, like the reveal, now that we know what the tape is mm-hmm. and whatever, it's like, oh, that's great. But like, yeah, man, ah. Uh. Love it. Love that scene between is, Mr. Echo and he says something and so Locke. great. He says something so great, too. He's like, don't confuse coincidence with fate. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, that line hits so hard. I like that one, too. Really deep and heavy. I liked it. This was a great episode. This is this is one of my favorites so far. Just, like, enjoyability yeah. across the board. It gave me a little touch of, like, the mysterious stuff. Like, it's I had some characters that I like. It answered a question that I had and didn't drag that out longer. Left me on the edge. There was some suspense in the middle. I was fine with this one. This was a good one. Anything else you want to say? Because I don't, again, not a lot of Anna, not a lot for us to talk about here. There's a horse on the island, somehow a magical horse that, I also love the line, you know that horse freckles? Like just him like, I see (laughs) see the horse too, but like, are you you friends with that horse? (laughs) Yeah. Is this your horse lady? Another thing that you probably wouldn't say today is when Locke finally takes the handcuff off Jin's wrist, he goes, free at last, huh? It's like, no, 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 no. Don't oh, say. there was something else. I, I, I interjected a line to Rachel when he saw Mr. Echo, and he's like, hello, old friend. And I was like, if he would have said, hello, darkness, my old friend, I would have been so disappointed. He, and it even seems like the writer's thought it for a second like he comes out and like even hits the pause in between or something i was like oh god please no because like this episode's full of these things with the like oh rose's husband's white did you see that coming you're like oh man the last thing though kate was on a motorcycle and we don't see many women ride motorcycles in anything and i felt that was a little giselle of her to do that Ooh, very true very very true yeah i was like wow we, we really don't see women on motorcycles a lot in anything any type of media right like yeah. it's very rare even kate has daddy issues like we know that jack and sawyer did that's another reason they should all get together right like yeah that's all i got for what kate did so the next episode if they is bang the next it all episode. out in the cave next episode i'm gonna be really disappointed you spoiled that for me no they never bang it all out i honestly don't remember who who winds up with who i mean like in it's terms okay. of that, especially in terms of that i don't know but they i can tell you there's no three-way there's no three-way so damn Based on, like, the feel of the show, this is something that, like, it would piss some... Did you watch Corporate this season yet? Did you watch the final yeah, season up. of it? Up. Do you know the 
episode where the most special person in the world, I think it's like the first episode of the season, and they're like talking about like the end of it, and they're like, no, you're the most special person in the world, and like, who can fuck who, and like, no, I take, we take all of your virginities. I feel like this, like the writers of Lost, like with this love triangle, are doing this for the fans. That like, you're gonna ostracize like half the fans if it's like, you know, there's like Team Jack and Sawyer, and there's Team, uh, or, uh, sorry, there's Team Jack and Kate. Well, there's probably also there's... Team Jack and Sawyer. <laughs> there probably is. So I'm saying, like, you're going to isolate some version of the fans if you ever give a definitive answer, and you could just run them in a circle, like, the whole show. You know, like, you don't have to answer this question for, like, four seasons, right? Like, it, you can keep being like, oh, she makes out with him, but, like, he doesn't know. And then, like, he finds out, and he's mad, and then it's like, he's okay with it, and then they're bros. And then, like, you know, you could just keep doing this jump and not really, like, piss the fans off by being like, nope, this is the couple, the other guy's done, we're over it. I mean, I think that's just, like, it's normally, like, the sitcom thing, right? Like, it's the Sam and Diane thing, it's the yes. Cheers thing, it's the Nick and Jess thing on New Girl, but on a drama, it's not usually that, but, like, it's also way too early. I mean, I know that they're probably either 32-ish hours into this, the show by this point, so, like, they've had a lot, but, like, it's too early to be like, oh, like, let's just play the fans. Like, it's got, you gotta tell a story, man. Like, and just, I'm trying to remember who ends up with who in those three, and I, I genuinely don't remember. Mostly because I don't like any of them is is the bottom line there's so many other relationships that we know about and we don't know about yet that like i so strongly prefer and i don't like them as characters it's just like oh nope mm -mm." that's fair that's fair the next episode we're doing is the next episode in the run the 23rd psalm so another biblical Mm. illusion reference literary thing that'll be up next on the next episode when we talk about Resident Evil. But Joe, before we take a break and talk about Girl Fight, do one more thing. The Fast and Furious Minute, Minute 83. So this is what's difficult. I'm not sure about the trivia question for this. I'm not sure about the title for this, but I took a Letty quote for this. Shot doesn't get better than this. What do you think about that title? I like it. It's good. So Joe, in this minute, Vince dangles from the front of the truck as Dom and Leon and Letty try to save him. The truck driver fires another shotgun blast at Vince as he takes his helmet off. Dom pulls nearer to the truck and extends his arm to Vince as the driver shoots again. Letty pulls up from the rear to distract the driver who shoots through her rear windshield. There's no music once again. I got some clothing for the truck driver. Anything of note that you caught? The one thing that I caught this time, besides all the cars, because we got them all before, I found the shotgun that the driver is using. Okay. It is a Rocky Mountain Arms stakeout. O slash U, which I'm I'm guessing means over under. Does anybody know what that means? You don't, right? No, I don't. I mean, I all I know, like, OU is pretty common, but yeah, I don't know. That's what he's using. I'm going to get the bullets next minute because I know he reaches into the bullets, so I'll update on those. There's also something that I mentioned to you, just the way this minute is clipped, like, I need to watch it this minute, like, the end of this minute, the next minute, and maybe even, like, watch, like, an overlap of them. But it seems like when 
the driver shoots at Letty and blows out her back window. She ducks, right? Yeah. And it looks like there's like a tag that's like right behind her head. And I want to know what that is. And if that's like some kind of film thing that they needed like maybe it's like a microphone in the car that was behind her head or something i don't know what it is but it looks like there's like it almost looks like a hanes tag like in the back of a t-shirt or something it's like stuck on the back of her headrest and i don't know what it is and i want to see what it is so we'll find out yeah because it happens like the minute is you're right it's framed in a way where like she's like come on come on man come on come on and then he shoots and like it shatters and she ducks and then it cuts and it's like well that doesn't cut but like it cuts for us or like it stops yes and yeah. so when you were like did you see it I was like I wasn't even looking for that like I'm looking for other things generally but also I was yes. like what, like when my brain went to that like knowing because I watched it like a bunch of times because like the dialogue in this like I have the script online but the dialogue for this is like so quiet and muffled under like mm-hmm. the driving sounds and the shotgun and the breaking yeah. glass and everything that I had to like keep playing so like I watched it or listened to it like nine or ten or eleven times. And I knew how little we were actually in Letty's car in that final thing. So when you were like, what is it? I'm like, oh, I, like my brain, like as soon as we got to that thing, I was just like, oh, I'm not. Because there's no dialogue. It's just like, I don't even know. So I didn't notice it at all. That's not to say that's not there because I believe you. Yeah. But we'll find out next minute, hopefully. Unless like we start the next minute and like it cuts away immediately, right? So It's going know. to. It's it's absolutely going to. Like I'm going to need to like, you know, go back to like the source material and like watch it and kind of freeze it in between the two minutes. My only question is, do you think Vince could have thrown his helmet at the truck driver and done it? anything or he just would have like by shrugged it off because it seems like I mean, Vince how? takes the helmet off to like I think probably just for movie sake because it's probably safer to keep it on but like he takes the helmet off and then just drops it it feels like he could have thrown it at the truck driver like at least have the truck driver like swore I don't know the glass is two panes in the truck and the windshield in front of the truck driver is still there he just shot through the the passenger one if you're a truck driver and like you know they have like you're in that situation and like you're not expecting somebody to come through like something else to come through like you would still i think you would still get startled yeah i think he could have thrown at the glass just to like shake them a little bit but it also might have like been like okay now i'm gonna start blasting at that but yes i i think you're right in a situation like that i don't know what i would do like if i would like throw it at him or be like so caught up with the adrenaline that i would drop it as well i don't know why you take it off I think he takes it off for visibility. The movie. I think, mm, I mean, you would think that he has the visibility. I don't know. I think he takes it off in the movie because we're like, oh, we need to see an actor with his face. I think that's why it happens. I think Probably in real true. life you leave it on because like it's safety, right? So yeah, I mean it's not bulletproof, I mean, like, but like if you fall, like there's a better chance like if you fall or even if you get shot or grazed or whatever, like it's a better could ricochet more safely with it on than with it off, right? Even just like you know, it has it's something else for the bullet to go through. Ready shooting a shotgun, so it's like buckshot. Maybe it stops some of them. The only thing I can think of is that he does it for movie purposes. I think that in reality, to be like, in real oh life, look, it's Vince. There yeah. he is on the truck. Yeah, right. I think so too. But I don't know. Like, if your arm's caught and you're like hey, swinging from this truck, and you're like, maybe, maybe I don't it's know, a like, panic attack. Just like I yeah. need to like, I need like I'm just sweaty and clammy. I need to like, I need to like be able to breathe and like I know that it's not actually restricting my wind flow, my airflow, but like I can't have it on right now. Maybe. Yeah, that's what I'm. Maybe, possibly. The only, I have a fast connection here, which is kind of a fast connection, but at one point, Letty says, come on, boy, and I was just like, bend over, boy. So we got a little yeah. uh, Letty Suki connection there, talking to the I driver like or whatever. So the trivia question I have, and I don't know if I love this one, but I genuinely don't know another one. What does Letty do as Dom tries to rescue Vince from the hijacking gone awry, and that's drive up to cause a distraction? <sighs> 
Because like I don't want to do like a how many times does a driver shoot because True. like it's last minute and this minute and possibly next minute. I think that this is a good one. And hear me out when I ask this. I think that this is a good time to ask what brand of truck are they hijacking? Because it says Peter built like 50 times in the scene. Do so you no, like that so one? So this is the question based on what Nick emailed in last episode, is it the cab or is it the truck? Because he said that one is real and one is fake or whatever his words were. Remember he yeah, was like clarifying? Yeah, the Peter Bill, the cab is real. Yeah. So you're saying the, what, back, the, the trailer. Ca- the truck cab. The, you're saying the trailer or the cab? The cab. Because the cab is a Peter Bill. What brand is the cab on the truck that the team tries to hijack at the end of the movie? Yes, just because you see Vince like swing by it and it's set, it has the Peter Bill logo like four times. And like you said, I don't think that there's a really better question to come up with. Like, I don't mind the Letty one, but that the answers can be kind of ambiguous. I think so we like do both because I feel like they're both kind okay. of easy in that like the only cab name that I know, the only brand name that I know is Peterbilt. There you go. So I would guess that just based on whatever. And I think the Letty one is kind of easier, but I don't know. So what brand is the cab on the truck that the team, that the fam, well, the fam team tries to hijack? And what does Letty do as Dom tries to rescue Vince from the hijacking gone awry? Drive up to cause a distraction. Swerve to distract in the driver's rear view, or side mirrors. Drive under the truck to set up on the opposite side. Okay. Tap his tires with her car. Ooh, just like they did in, or just like Dom did in Fast and Furious Crossroads. So what does Letty do as Dom tries to rescue Vince from the hijacking gone awry? Drive under the truck to set up the opposite side. The correct answer, drive in front of the truck to cause a distraction. Swerve to distract the driver's side mirrors or tap his tires with her car. That's That works for me. And then I need three other... Freightliner. Okay. Oh, I know that one too. Okay. International. Okay. And Volvo. There's a lot of Volvo ones too. Freightliner, International, Peterbilt, and Volvo. What brand is the cab on the truck that the team tries to hijack at the end of the movie? The answer is Peterbilt. Yes. Cool. I think that's cool. I like that one. I like, like, again, I know that you were saying... I'm glad that you agreed with that one because, like, as much as you're not like, I don't know a bunch of semis, like... You know Peterbilt, and it says Peterbilt 50 times, so I think that that's a fair question, right? Like, I'm it's more not... okay with that than, like, uh, the question that I basically vetoed that I even brought up myself, which is, like, how many times? Like, the number of, ca- like, the count is hard sometimes, you know what I mean? But Count is hard. Count is very hard. But I, think I agree this with is you. Fine. Yep. So what does Letty do as Dom tries to rescue Vince from the hijacking gone awry, and what brand is the cab on the truck that the team tries to hijack at the end of the movie? Yep. Joe, let's take a break, and let us talk about Ben Milliman's patron pick, Girl Fights. number one two three girl fight this episode is brought to you by title memory foam tech training gloves title memory foam tech training gloves are 100 genuine leather and covers more than two inches of powerful and impact resistant memory foam over the fist that virtually custom form fits to your hand for amazing shock absorption to deliver the highest training and sparring experience results shout out title 
Boxing. Thank you, Title Boxing, and welcome to back to the program. This is the patron pick this lap by Ben Milliman. He selected us to watch Girl Fight, so I thank you, Ben, for supporting us on yeah, Patreon for picking this movie. So here's a little bit of background to this. I think I sort of teased a little bit of this last time. Okay. But this is Michelle Rodriguez's first movie. I was going to ask if it was her first movie. Okay, Crazy. that makes sense. So this comes out in October 2000, which is about seven or eight months before The Fast and the Furious. She was chosen from over 300 women to be cast in this movie. It was her first Damn. audition, which is insane. She trained for two months before they did the 30-day shoot of the movie. Uh, written by and directed by Karen Kusama. Karen Kusama, as we talked about, I think, last episode or last time or whatever. It's her first and only writing thing. I think she also wrote a segment of this. There was a female anthology horror movie from a couple years ago called XX, which I think she did one segment of. I think she wrote that. But this is the only feature film she ever wrote. But her okay. first of about five or six different feature-length films she directed. When they were right about to shoot the movie, the financing for this fell through. But filmmaker John Sales, who I don't know by name, but I should have looked it up, but I didn't. Uh, but Karin Kusama had worked for him as an assistant, stepped up and funded the entire film. So he's just like, no, oh, I cool. want, like, I don't want her to lose this shot. And it worked out well because I think the movie is good. But also of note, Michelle Rodriguez won Film Independent Spirit Award and a Gotham Award for Best Debut Performance because she's like 21, Damn. 22-ish in this, and she. She's great. Like for never Dude, having so good. acted in a thing before, really. I mean, not prof- professionally, whatever, right? Like for this to be how the world gets to know you, it's like, holy shit. I agree, dude. I was pretty floored by it. I th- that's why I was going to ask you, is this her first film? Mm-hmm. Like, what are we missing? Because it Nothing. didn't feel that raw, right? Like, I mean, the movie obviously feels raw and independent. It doesn't feel raw in the sense that she's, like, untrained or something, right? Yeah, no, it's, uh, who oh boy, like, it is good. So what this movie is about is she plays a woman named Diana Guzman, whose mm-hmm. brother, Tiny is taking boxing lessons. Her dad, their dad, is saying, I want you to take boxing lessons. Basically, I want you to man up, right? Like, I want you to be ready to face the the world. A lot of this movie, I I say man up specifically because a lot of this movie has to do about, like, gender dynamics and gender norms and, like, what it's okay. Like, there's people saying, like, girls can never box or whatever. Like, there's, like, old school guys, whatever. So Like, they use the term man up in the film a couple times. Yeah. And so the dad wants the son to sort of man up and take boxing lessons, but he has no interest at one point. just like, I'm a geek. Like, I'm going to be creative with my time, right? Right? Like, so, like, to go to art school yes. they shit on it and so she gets interested in boxing she wants to do boxing her dad does not want her to so she kind of goes behind his back and does all this gets trained by this guy at the gym and then eventually falls in love sort of with another boxer there and in the end in this kind of like just amateur bout it's like the amateur championships it's like the amateur boxing round which is but is it for like this... the region or just the gym? Because I mean, they're both at that gym. It's like I think a regional thing, but I think that this is like when you start winning these things, this is how you go pro, right? right? That's like the point of the movie. There's another girl that she's supposed to fight, or another woman that she's supposed to fight. But I say girl because this is a high school movie. We'll talk about that. There's another woman she's supposed to fight. She like wins three matches and goes pro, right? So like it's this whole like oh I didn't think whatever, right? So yeah. Um, yeah. But in the end, the guy that she's sort of had this on again, off again, mostly on again relationship with, she boxed against him and beats him and wins and then it kind of is like well now what like it kind of ends on like an optimistic but also like i i don't know where this is going to go from here that was my only gripe with the movie was that i didn't like the ending and i have an alternate ending that i what's your alternate ending well what did you think so you like the movie overall so let me know what you hear let me know what you thought about the movie and what your alternate ending would be i really did like the movie she is the star like unequivocally yep 
Yep. Which is always nice because, you know, we talk about this a lot. We've dealt with other actors in films and stuff where, like, their earlier roles are, you know, Channing as a guy in the church that never made mm-hmm, the cut mm-hmm. of War of the Worlds, stuff like that. So this is good, right? Oh, also, She's just like... really quickly, I want to frame... So she did this in October 2000. She's in, like, this anthology movie, the beginning of the next year, and then the Fast and Furious is her third movie. So, like, she's not the star of the Fast and Furious, but she's very prominent. So it's not like she ever really had those kind of, like, oh, she's not... Like, she's just... She's basically Michelle Rodriguez, like, not only from here, but just, like, going forward, right? So... Yeah. Exactly, because we've dealt with a lot of these where they're like, you know, in Disney movies or like weird things and they have to like climb the ranks to get there. So for her to come in on this is great. I thought she was awesome in it, that she definitely steals the show and I'm glad that we were watching it for her. I think the plot in the story is really good. Like you were talking, there's like really interesting like uh, gender dynamics that they have to address Mm -hmm. and like in the community like you know her brother doesn't want a box she does the dad doesn't understand why this isn't working the way he wants it to work everybody else has to come to grips with her being a female boxer and what that means and like the struggle she has to like find partners and other people like everything right like her being in the gym she doesn't have her own locker room so I thought this was very very cool and interesting so what's your alternate ending or do you want to get to that later do you want to do that now or do you want to get that later we'll get there when we talk about the end of the okay. movie like when we talk about it chronology because i kind of like the ending but we'll get to that my my one big because i also did really like this i think she's great in this i think this is a very interesting movie i think it's well directed i think it's oh yeah doesn't have a huge budget but i think it does everything really effectively and there's not that many sets but it works really well mm-hmm. the one issue i thought i was going to have but i think they did it in an interesting way in a, in a pretty good way i really feel like we don't need the relationship here i feel like the like falling in love with a fellow boxer but i felt like the way that they did it made sense like i think it was kind of like a slow build a slow burn sort of the way that they handled that and we'll talk about that a little bit later too but like that was where i was just like ooh, i don't know if we need this but then it was like oh no this actually i think this they did it pretty well like not that they did it i don't know if they needed it but like i think it's still for what it could have been i think it turned out pretty well so for her falling in love with a boxer at the gym you could see coming from a mile away right like this is what was going to happen. I agree that as it unfolded, I liked that dynamic that they had better than I was assuming I would. I mean, obviously it's called Girl Fight. We know that the contenders covered it, so I wasn't expecting it to be what I was hoping it wouldn't be, which is that she falls in love with this boxer. He's like, no, don't box. And she's like, okay, you're a man, fine. And then like stops. Right. I'm glad that that didn't happen, but I also think it's like one of those kind of things where it's like, okay, we're following a woman in a movie. She needs, she has to fall in love with a man. Like, that's just what happens, right? Because I feel like there's a lot of boxing movies where, like, the dude fought, like, you know, Rocky as Adrian or whatever. Like, that's not, it's not like the reverse, the inverse hasn't happened. But I feel like in a lot of movies where a dude is a boxer, it's like sometimes, like, oh, just about the boxing, right? Or, like, there's a girl around, he's just like, not now, honey, I'm boxing. It's just like one of those where it's like, it's not always, but it's like, oh, a movie about a girl like but, but i feel like because karen kusama wrote it like it makes sense it's it's done in a way that feels additive as opposed to like oh we just need to have a relationship the idea that her falling in love with a boxer that's in the same gym adds a weird dynamic yeah that they have to confront the tension that they have as being equals in this gym right yes and that is interesting i really like that because yeah so I w- i'm glad that it didn't take a left turn and become just like 
you know, he ruins her dreams and she has to, like, you know, be a stay-at-home mom or something. What's cool is that she ruins his dreams and, like, he basically won't, can't go pro now in a certain respect. Because, yes. like, he gets his ass kicked by, like, not just, like, get his ass kicked by a girl, but, like, gets his ass kicked by an amateur, right? Like, just someone who's basically, like, way newer to the scene and she decisively well, unanimously Well, they're both amateurs. Him. She mentions this. Like, they're but I know, both, but, like, like he's, not... it, it feels like she, like, he's closer, like, he's been doing this longer, he's closer yes. to, like, I'm not saying she doesn't feel as serious, but, like, he, like, more so than her is just, like, this is a this career, is career, I want to go pro, whatever, right? Like, he's talking about how there's yeah. another girl hanging around, talking about how he thinks she's only around because he wants to go pro. Again, taking anything of the gender about just the way that they're framing the characters, it feels like his notion to go pro or whatever feels more realistic, at least maybe just at this stage of the career, so for him to lose to her, like, and she's so new to it, like, we've only seen her box, like, one or two matches, maybe? It's like a third is not, match. It's not good, right? So and, and his trainer says it, right? He's like, look, I'm training him for the next year, then he's going to go pro. Like, right. They have, like, a timeline. And yep. they're, like, pushing him, and they like they have a trajectory of, like, you know, marks to hit, goals to hit, and, like, then, like, he really is about to go pro. Like, I mean, whether or not it happens, that's a different story, but, right. like, they have the idea that this is what it is. He's not yep. just, like, training for fun. Like, he's... Yep. He's preparing. I love the way this movie starts with her just against the locker, head down. You see her braids. Oh, you dude. see her just menacing. And then she, like, Yankees used to have a picture, Andy Pettit, who retired a while ago. But he used to do this thing. Like, he was really good. He was never, like, one of the best. Like, maybe he had great seasons where he was one of the best in the league or whatever. But, like, he did this really badass thing where he would, like, look down at the batter, but, like, just under the brim of his hat. And, like, it just looked extra menacing. And <laughs> yeah, to yeah, see yeah. her, like, just head down, but, like, tilting her eyes up, like, ever so slightly just like staring daggers into the camera gave me a real like Andy Pettit vibe and it's just like from the beginning you can tell like the way that she's dressed the way that she's looking the way that she's filmed it's like oh she's a badass like you don't want to fuck yes. with her yes the way that first shot is shot where she's sitting at the lockers and everybody's going around her I got really Tokyo Drift vibes there right mm, yeah 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 the movies kind of start the same i mean like granted the source material and like what's happening is a little bit different but just like the one solid shot and then everybody kind of passing in front of the camera out of focus get me very very tokyo drift vibes we just need dj shadow yeah we do i don't know how much of this is what she's bringing to it i don't know how much of this is stereotypical writing i don't know how much of this is i mean can't be here because it's the first thing right but like i don't know how much of this is just the type of actress that she is and the type of characters that she's going to get cast as or whatever but she feels very letty in that like she's like starting shit a little bit telling things like it is like not mm-hmm. going she's like she's just in the bathroom watching these two girls talk and she's like yeah but you fucked her boyfriend and she's like what what are you like why are you but just like like she's got no stake in this really but she's just no. protecting or defending her friend or like telling her friend like you should probably know about this right so and we see her sticking up for her friend in a very familial way that yes. we would assume the Letty would do, right? Yep, and sticking up for her brother later. So yeah, she's very protective, very uh, Mrs. Alpha. For sure, I agree. But did you have a uh, clutch Letty moment? The one that stands out to me is when she punches the guy that was sparring a little too rough with her brother. Mm-hmm. That's like a very Letty moment. The other one that really, really stood out to me when she's in the ring sparring with her on-again, off-again boyfriend Adrian, which is interesting that they named him Adrian because we have Yo Adrian. Right? Yeah. When she's sparring with him, she's like, I'm not going to do this if he doesn't hit me. Like, she, like, so wants to be, like, equal. I can imagine if she ever had to box Dom that she would have the same response, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like a very Letty-type thing to be like, you need to 
treat me the same. I thought there was one, like, the, definitely the one where she slaps or punches the guy, you know, messing with her brother. When she overtakes her dad. That, yeah, because I was actually just looking at that, like, the quote, you belong to me now. How does it feel to see so much of yourself so close? Where, like, she basically is like, I've had enough of your shit. I'm going to take ownership of this. I'm yeah. not going to let you bully me or bully, bully Tiny around anymore, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also do think that there's a confidence, too, when she gets into the ring at the end to finally box Adrian for real. And her manager says, how are you feeling? She's like, like, I got nothing to lose. It's like, ooh, okay. Nothing but time. Yeah. So a couple, like, when we first get to the gym in the beginning, there's a couple name fascinations. There's also a name fascination later. What are they? I miss them. Her trainer is named Hector. Yeah. And I was like, okay. okay. And then later, when she's sparring with that guy who, like, keeps, like, doing low blows and gets disqualified. His last name is Cortez, so Ana Lucia Cortez, and I'm like, I wonder if these are, like, actually fast connections or just, like, common Hispanic names, you know what I mean? Like, it's, just, like, it's more of a common, yeah. it's, like, every, yeah, with every race, right? What is it, Brian Spilner, the t- classic white boy name, they even say it in the first one, like... But also kind of weirdly, maybe not weirdly, but it's not a main character. I looked for him in the, on Letterboxd, he's probably on IMDb somewhere, but, like, there's someone else at the gym named Don... D-O-N and when it's like Ooh. she's like I'm looking for somebody named Hector and then like I think we see Hector she's like hey Don get out of here I'm like is he saying Dom like is it Hector and Dom <laughs> it's not but like I, I rewound and I put on the subtitles because like I told you movie once again on stars we live in that stars sweet spot but I put on subtitles and just like Don I was like ah shit like that would have been so weird and cool for it to be like Hector, Hector and Don and in Don. a boxing gym like but it's not I don't know who Don is I don't know if he's a boxer or a trainer or what but like he's just like yelling at Don and I was like oh huh Okay. We also another fast connection in that they have lots of family dinners. They're always like around the dinner table, which I thought was very reminiscent. Did you recognize the dad? He's got a memorable line in one of your favorite movies. I mean, no. He reminds me of somebody I know in real life that actually just died recently, but no. He reminded me of like a guy I knew in real life, but not an actor. Do you know the line? It's it's burned into my brain because I thought about it way too much. My name's Paul and this shit's between y'all. Do you know that yeah. line? Yeah, of course. From? It's in um, it's in Pulp Fiction when he's at yes. the bar. Yes. So he's that bartender, bartender is the dad. Yeah. Did he have hair? I don't. In that one? I think I think he probably had hair, but like maybe because I maybe clicked I'm on his name on Letterboxd, and he's in he's in Out of Sight, which I love. I think he's just like in a prison somewhere. He does. He does. Okay. He has okay. hair, so that's what threw me off. But yeah, now I see it. Because I think he even says his name at some other point. It's like a different name or whatever. But like, I just see him credited as Paul. And I'm like, I know exactly. Like, because you like normally when you see like 20th build on a thing, like just guy named Paul, it's like who the fuck you is Paul? You wouldn't know who that is. But yeah. yeah, but my name's Paul, and this shit's between. I'm like, oh, that's ex- I know exactly. I know exactly that's who Paul really is. Really okay. cool. Damn. Yeah. Wow, that's really cool. And that came out before this, so he like became. Yeah. He acted in that first. Wow. Yep. And then the brother I've seen in a bunch of things. He's like acted in a ton of movies. But I know him best from the TV show, also on Stars, Ash vs. <laughs> Evil Dead, which was the Evil Dead Army of Darkness TV series yeah. that came out a couple years ago. Like, there's Bruce Campbell who plays Ash. He's the main dude, but like, he's got like I think two friends, like two younger kids as friends, and like this guy is one of them. Um, so I was oh, like, cool. I was like, why does he look so familiar? Not in this movie as much, but like I looked at his like IMDb picture. I was like, I, I know him from. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, that is cool. That's very cool. I didn't recognize anybody else, but those are the big ones. Her friend, that's her like best friend, kind of looks familiar. Oh, actually, I didn't but, look her up. Like all of the girls in the school that are also friends with Letty or like, you know, around Letty all kind of look like they could be characters on Orange is the New Black. So like, mm. I don't know if I'm being unintentionally racist or if it's real, but they they all kind of felt like that. Her trainer, Hector, 
gave me real Chaz Palm and Terry vibes. He, if you if you don't know the name, he is the dad in A Guide to Recognizing Your Saints. Yep, a hundred percent. I'm with you. That's the same the same image I had in my head. I'm like this. That's the same guy. And like I clicked on his name on Letterbox, and I was like, how have I seen no movies with this dude? Because it feels like, oh, I've seen that guy in everything, but like. He's been in like 20 things. And I've seen none of them. I'm like, I, what? He's like a little bit more Spanish looking version of like an Italian guy that was in a bunch of yeah. movies. Yeah. And it's the same character, right? Mm-hmm. Like Hector, his name, his name is Jaime Torelli, but it's, I just wrote down Chaz Palminteri type. But then I'm so glad that we like kind of have a name for this, but I caught something that Nico specifically brought up last time in criticizing the Fast Five script. Oh, so we were... is it the me, Hermano, my brother? Yes. So when Letty's friends, when Diana's friends are at their lockers and she's walking up, like this is after she kind of ditched them for the first time, right? We're just like, yes. oh, she's like, she's too good for us now or whatever. And she's like, oh, I thought you were going to break my hair. And they walk away. The one girl says, oh, Mira, look, like, oh, look, look. But it's just like, you, you, don't, <laughs> you don't say that. It was burning my brain because like I've heard it all the time and I thought it's weird, but I never really, I never thought about it too deeply. And then for yes. Nico to call it out, I'm like, oh, it's a real Mira Mano, my brother thing where it's, yeah, okay. But, Does oh, Mira oh, mean Mira. look? Yeah, I mean, it just means look. Like, Mira, yeah. I am so white and don't know any Spanish that I always thought that that was like, dude, look. Like, I thought that no. that was like a Spanish word to that's just like, guy, like, hey, bud, look. You know nope. what I mean? Just no. Look. It's just look. me, look. Hermano, my brother. They're just yep. repeating it. And I would have learned that if I wouldn't have if they wouldn't do Mira yeah. look. It also sounds like a name, like, oh, just, oh, my, my friend Mira. Oh, Mira, look over there. But it's like, no, it's like, oh, look, look. But, yeah. <laughs> God. Uh, yeah, I hope we get rid of that eventually. I want to talk about... Just man. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Just trust in the audience. Like, oh, Mira. Like, and, like, she turns to look. It's like, oh, yeah, like, she... You could think it's, like, oh, over there, or, like, look, or whatever, but, like, you'll but be you'll able to follow. you'll eventually get it. Yeah. And if you stop doing this, I would have learned what this word means. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Let's talk about her and Adrian. I wrote down that I don't know if we need a relationship story, but I like the slow build of it. And basically, almost as I was done writing that, he was kissing her. And I was like, uh, like it feels because it felt like they were hanging out and he drove her home. And it was just like, oh, they're like, it's kind of like a may, maybe maybe we won't have this. Right. Like maybe he'll yeah. like her, but like she'll rebuff him because like I want to focus on this or whatever. It's not that I was just like, oh, may, maybe, maybe. Basically, as I'm, like, writing down the compliment, it's just, like, he kisses her, and she's like, why did you do that? And then they kiss more, right? And I was like, I still, I didn't mind it, but I was also like, well, you know. It could have been worse, is what I was looking at it as. definitely. When I was watching it, I was like, yeah, this maybe not the greatest, but it definitely could have been worse. So I was kind of, you know, happy with that. You know, and you have to remember that she's a teenager, and he's, like, 20 or something, right? Right. Like, he's, like, not very old. They're both hot and steamy. Like, Mm -hmm. they're both athletic types. Mm -hmm. They spend all day, like, working out, right? There's going to be some kind of, like, sexual tension there. It's like in Always Sunny when Max, like, I'm a hard body. You're a hard body. He's not a hard body. Like, why are you with him? Like, just like, yeah, we're like, yes. we should we should be together. <laughs> exactly. And they're both like Hispanic. They both are growing up in the projects. They have like a lot in common. The fact so that they're able sense. to joke about getting shot or raped or robbed doesn't living here suck? Like, we could just get murdered where we live. It's just like, and they're laughing about it. Like, that's telling. It's also like you can't have that connection with somebody who like, like I if I was in that situation, like growing up like in a not like an affluent suburb, but like well off. You know what I mean? But like, I'd be like, oh, ha, like I'd be like awkwardly laughing. But they're like, no, like. Like, shit sucks here. Like, and just to yeah. have that bond, not only do they look alike and have similar interests, it's like they're from the same place, right? So, whew. Exactly. Yeah, then they, like, you know, even to the point where he's like, I'll drive you home, it's on the way type thing. Like, they're from the same place. And they stick to making out. There's not a lot of, like, well, like, for hot, a reason. steamy... Why? 
because training well yeah she keeps bouncing from place to place because she keeps getting in fights with her dad and like whether he kicks her out she doesn't want to be there she goes spend time with her trainer or whatever right like she's just looking for a bed a lot of the time so she goes over at one point to adrian's house they start making out and like he like lifts up her shirt and like starts like kissing her stomach and then rolls off her and she says something like oh so that not having sex thing is real he's like yeah i can't like trainer says i can't i can't let go of it or whatever euphemism he uses until after my match there's a reason it's not like they're just not making out just to keep it like pg i actually don't know what this movie's rated but like there's a reason like there's a there's reason for it yeah but in the same sense there could be they could skirt it like it doesn't matter it's it's a good choice of them not like having like you know 15th shower scenes here because it could have been sure yeah that's what i'm saying i kind of like that they're just like you know she's still just like in high school and like they're making out and even if they're in a bad place like it doesn't have to be just like them hooking up the whole movie which makes it right. more interesting yeah because like me. you said she's a senior in high school and i think he's a year out like he graduated one year ago so like she's i think 21 playing 18 and i don't know how old he was but he's like you know like you said 19 or 20 right so it's you know they're adults that are also still young right so I don't, yeah she has a match slated like she's training and she's getting better and she's like you think i'm ready she's like he's like i think you're ready the first time it's gonna be against the woman who goes pro after three matches. Yeah. And that's at the tournament, like whether it's, you know, I don't know what the stakes are for. Like I didn't follow that exactly, but there's another match supposed to happen. And then this dude's opponent gets scratched. And so the two of them just kind of like the leftovers, like the announcers, like they just want to rumble. Like, let's just have it. Like, you know, the, the gender blind match or whatever. Right. So boxing had just announced that like, they're going to let them box outside their gender. And it's like, like one of the first times that there's like, okay, he didn't have a partner. You don't have a partner. And it turns out to be the same kid that was beating up on her little brother. She's not really, I don't know if it's nerves or just like, he's better than her, but she's not doing great, but he keeps getting warned because he like, he low blows her twice. And then she charges at him and she gets warned. And then I think he does something else and gets disqualified. Like she, I guess she wins. Like they don't really talk about it as a win, but like her friend is there. Her brother's there. Her dad even shows up. I think this might be like the first time he's there. And it's just like, she's getting her ass beat in here. And people are like, like basically like, are you sure you want to be doing this? Like they don't have that conversation. It's like this, this maybe isn't for you. This felt like a weird part of the story to me because I was like, your record matters. And if they're all trying to go pro, right. Mm -hmm. And they're taking this seriously. Why would he get DQ'd against her when he was like so overmatched for her? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's like just a dumb decision. Again, I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm trying to like think of a reason why maybe they were just like this is like a friendly bout like this isn't going to count like this isn't who you were supposed to fight against but it goes on your record it was like no it was like a like it's like a sanctioned match this isn't like them sparring in the gym for like fun on a saturday yeah i don't know that's it is weird though because like he's he's clearly able to beat her and like just can't so or no, just, he just chooses not to chooses not yeah, to. yeah he, he chooses not to by and then by also by being shitty too it's not like he's like like if she would have had the upper hand and then he's like you know low blowing her and then he gets dq'd i'd be like okay cool that makes sense but he's like totally in control here and then just does shitty stuff and gets like thrown out bro like you could have just beat her and gotten rid of her and you'd have been fine and like everybody been like well that's why girls can't fight guys you know but like instead you do like the dumber shittier thing yep. that goes against your own self self-interest to be more of a shithead like it's really strange to me i agree like i don't have i don't have anything to add because i don't know yeah. why he did it push the story along she goes up to the she gets the next batch a match right she needs to fight adrian so yeah it makes sense and then this is when she fights her dad well this is stupid too oh i had such a problem with this so she comes home she has a black eye right and he's like did a guy do this to you and she's like no, no. Oh, well, yeah, it she sees he that. sees her outside kissing Adrian, and then she comes up. Yes, and he's like, "Oh, you just let some punk beat you up?" And she's like, "No, that's not what it is." And instead of her just being like, "Dad, 
Sorry, I've been training for boxing. This is from boxing. That guy has nothing to do with this. She, like, lets her dad, like, believe that her half a boyfriend's beating her up and fights him about it instead. And you're like, no, dude, like, why didn't you just, like, why didn't you just be like, no, dad, like, this is your time to come clean, right? You have a black eye. He's going to see it. So, like, when he sees it, be like, look, I'm not fighting in school. I right. joined a boxing ring. I got hit in the boxing ring. Like, yep. I've been trying to train. Yep. Like, I'm sorry I didn't tell you. It definitely wasn't that guy. Trust me. It's not him. Don't worry about that. This is what happened. Instead, you just get, like, aggressive, and you just make this conflict with your dad for no reason. I get that he didn't want her to do it, but that's a better explanation than, like, my daughter's getting her ass beat by her boyfriend, right? Yeah. Because, like, there's the one thing earlier in the movie where she's training, and he's like, basically, you wouldn't have food, but your brother did a nice thing, and he made dinner for you but she's like oh yeah, yeah i was just hanging smell. out with florabelle right right it's just like oh yeah okay like i understand that as a lie but here yeah you're right it's like why it, like this feels like the time but no i guess not isn't he putting the clues together that like you obviously are like trim as fuck yeah. you're like you, you come home late and smelly and like and ravenous to bed. yeah like isn't he putting it together that you're like either she's like really hooking up with this boyfriend or like she's training right so I guess that maybe yep. he's assuming that she's just like being sexual right now. And like, that's better than her being a boxer, I guess. Like, oh, she's <sighs> banging a lot of dudes, but like, at least she's not boxing. Yeah, that's what, even then, yeah, you know. But like, if you were like a parent, I think you'd be like, why are you so smelly? And like, why are you all so sweaty and so hungry all the time? Like, this is so weird. Like, stop. So this movie was an hour 50, right? Which yeah. feels like it's normal length, whatever. The boxing match happens with like, 25 or 30 minutes left like they kind of get to the ring like a little before 90 minutes so it's like there's a chance that this isn't the final like it feels like the final match but i'm like time-wise it might not be but like yeah it has a good pacing to it and i don't necessarily want a movie to be longer because i don't know that i necessarily want any movie to be longer but i think to all the points that you're making they could add some little explanation or some kind of justification or whatever it's like he's thinking this way because blah 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 or like this is why she's now is not the, the right time or whatever like there's yes. there's opportunities for that i don't know that i want that i wouldn't be i wouldn't be upset if this movie was an extra like five or ten minutes longer if like it added more like believability in the story beats that's true and i don't think that you have to sacrifice i don't even think you need to add five or ten minutes i think you need to sacrifice a little bit of the boxing i i get that maybe that's like the enjoyable part for some people i think that you need to show her boxing because i think that's why you make the movie not just for the entertainment but like look women can box like women can fight women can do this and i feel like if you sacrifice that it's a female boxing movie without really boxing it's like well you didn't you could no, like you gotta, just, you gotta walk the walk in a way i'm not i'm not saying that i'm saying just trim them you can hit all those beats without so much of the like sparring back and forth sparring back and forth sparring back and forth sparring back and forth like it filled a lot of the timing of the movie and i think that you could have trimmed like two or three minutes from that and, and made that the explanations and you wouldn't even have to add time like not get rid of it I'm just saying just trim it. Like, I get it. There's I get like it. a lot of like, you see like the full match with the girl and you're like, okay, is that like the final match? And you're like, no. And then you see like the full DQ match with the guy after she already sparred him before and she spars Adrian and he won't hit her. Like, it's like, okay, cool. We got like the whole boxing thing. We could trim those down a little bit. So I looked up while you were talking, I, I want to see why Karin Kusama, like where this came from. Because if you write and direct a movie and this is your first movie, generally it's going to be something that means a lot to you, right? Yeah. She wanted to subvert the classic box boxing story with a female lead. Having taken up boxing herself, Karin Kusama, at the famous Gleason's Gym in Brooklyn in 1992, then she said that she initially sought to cast a professional actor to play Diana, but many of those who auditioned were overly feminized and, quote, polished, decided to cast an untrained actor instead. 
So Michelle Rodriguez had worked as a film extra, but never auditioned for a speaking role. Attended an open casting call. Apparently her audition was, quote, a disaster. But Karen Kusama, Kusama, quote, could not find anyone who could come close to her in physical power. And then she trained at the gym that Karen Kusama boxed at Gleason's gym for five or six days a week for four months. This says for four months in preparation for filming. As did Santiago Douglas, who played Adrian. Shot in New York and New Jersey. Shout out. The gym where they train is actually a warehouse in Jersey City, which is pretty cool. So they originally, like, I think the early stuff, which you do notice as time goes on, my brain didn't, like, think about why. The early scenes you're seeing basically from the crowd, like outside in, and then for the end, like especially uh, by the end, you see it in the ring uh, to get more like intimate, more close up and personal. And the cinematographer Patrick Cady used camera rigs that allowed him to allow the actors to hit him or the camera to mimic the feeling of being hit. So they were actually boxing with the camera, which is pretty cool. Oh, that is cool. That's really nice. Yeah, it, 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 I did like the perspective ones. The like when you would, you would be like seeing like one on one camera fights. And then in addition to obviously propelling Michelle Rodriguez and Karin Kusama to successful careers, this movie is also responsible for, quote, the influx of female protagonists into the boxing genre of the 2000s, including specifically Million Dollar Baby. And then there's a movie called Die Boxerin, which I guess maybe is a German boxing movie, sometimes titled About a Girl. But basically, you know, there's a film studies academic, Katarina Lindner, who said that kind of maybe without Girl Fight, we wouldn't have Million Dollar Baby. So Clint Eastwood might not make that movie and Hillary Swank might not win an Oscar for it. So shout out to this movie for sure. There's a moment in here that I think is very, very dumb and very, very funny unintentionally. So maybe it's intentional. I don't know. But is there, is there something in here that stands out to you as like very dumb? Not that I can think of. So Adrian is sitting on a bench in like, I don't know if it's in like in his apartment complex or just like in a park somewhere. And he's next to his girlfriend, next to the girl who like wants to be his girlfriend. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. And he about. sees yes. two people walk by and you just see from behind and he like thinks, he's like, hey, he thinks he sees Diane. He thinks he sees Letty. Turns around and it's just like a dude with braids. He's like, oh, sorry. No, never mind. I'm like, that's so dumb. Like, I get that he wants to see her so bad, but it's just like that, like that didn't need to be in the movie. I read it the other way. We, you know, we were just talking to Nico and Kevo about her being coded male. And we talked to the budget boys about her being coded male. Obviously, she's a boxer in this. You just said the story of, like, she's, like, physically intimidating. That's why they picked her for this role. We, You know, everybody's, like, be, man up if you want to be a man. And then we see that one, and I was like, that's the Letty playing football by herself scene. Why did you have to include that? Like, we already get it that she's, like, almost one of the guys, right? For you to, like, do this part, I was like, oh so dumb we see so little of the rest of the movie from his perspective so to see him like oh he's still he's missing her because you know she walked out or whatever because they're they're in a fight but to see a guy with the same hairdo as her maybe the same build whatever it was funny to me in in a time where i don't know that it was supposed to be funny i think it was supposed to be like he's seeing her face everywhere right and just it it was just like oh okay like you could have at least had like another like one of her friends or something right like come on man yeah it was just um but then in the end we're in it she gets her bell rung like he gets one blow and like you kind of you literally hear a bell ring she you know sort of readies herself then knocks him down and then doesn't KO him, but the, the judges come back and say, unanimous decision, she wins. Yes, and this gets to my point, what I wanted the ending to be. He fought her, that's his half a girlfriend, that's the whole tension of this end part. And I was so hoping that she, like, wins this match, and he's like, what does this mean for us? And she's like, like, you're never going pro, so, like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, you know, like, that's all I want, like, I wanted, like, that level of, like, Letty being like, you're useless, like... 
You couldn't even beat me. I'm a girl. That would have been awesome. That's the perfect ending, in my opinion. I don't know how to say this, but like, I don't think that's not what we get. Which I know that sometimes makes no sense. That's a terribly phrased. Sentence, no, I get but, like, it. I get what you're saying. I think that the ending where like. You know, they talk about it, and he's like, you know, I, I gave you an opening, you took it, like, I fucked up, whatever, like, I just, that's the end, whatever. And then she hugs him and, like, looks off out the window, we have, like, a weird kind of freeze-framed end the movie. No, they make out a little bit. They make out a little bit, but I feel like it's one of those where it's just, I don't know what's coming next for me. Because I don't She's know that going there's really... Pro. I guess, but... I, mm. And he's not, because he's, he's going to go back and be a mechanic. In that regard, there's a lot of things, like when she's sobbing alone after the boxing match, I think it's like, she's happy that she won, she's relieved that she won, upset that the man that she might love, she ended his amateur career like yep. well before you know he pictured it might be. like There's a lot going on there. And I feel like she's trying to decide, like, should she stay with him? Can she stay with him? Like, even if she doesn't do what you're saying of, like, I need to dump your ass because you're worthless, there's also the reality that, like, they stay together and he resents her forever because she ended his career. Like, he's like, I That's messed up, saying. I messed up, whatever, and but, like... we're giving me the next scene, which is her going to train and him, like, yeah, honey, going to work. And he has to, like, come to grips with the fact that, like, she's the boxer and he's not. I don't know. Like, I think there's, like, a tenderness to it like I think it adds to the like if we had just seen her say like you're worthless get out of here like I don't think we have that I don't think that adds anything like I think that's the same kind of character I feel like her sobbing and then like embracing him and being like no I'm not saying cut this out I'm saying like she does all that embraces him and is like this is never gonna work you're out bud and just like leaves him like I wanted her to be like more like you're useless and I'm done with you or you get the next scene where, like, she does this, and then he, she's, like, she's the boss now. He knows that she's the real the real deal. I never mind, you almost never mind, like, an ambiguous ending. Like, I don't mind that we don't really know what she's thinking or, like, where it goes from here. I don't I don't mind that. I think I think I like the choose-your-own-adventure kind of. I don't mind the ambiguity. I just don't like that they're, like, so together-y. You bringing up that, you know, she is looking out the window and stuff like that and adding to the ambiguity helps but it does kind of seem like they're, like, coupled back up at the end. The way I see this, I think it's only for that moment. Like, I think it might be, like, they might have, like, a couple days together, but, like, one of them is just, like, we can't do this. Like, I don't think that they're permanently coupled. So it's I think, impending doom anyways. It's I think gonna so. Happen. No matter how that boxing match shook out, I don't think they last. I don't think you're meant to, like, box your significant other and then, like, have that relationship survive. I, I was thinking about this when I was watching it, because I'm watching it with Rachel, and I'm like, there's never a time where I'd be like, yep, I could box Rachel about this. Like, even if we were both boxers and training, I'd be like, no, I, we just can't do that, right? Like, that's not, not something we can bring into our relationship dynamic. No, it's it's great. That's crazy. Yeah, it's very great. Like, even, like, one of your best friends, like, if you were both, like, boxing and training. It's going to end a relationship or a friendship or something, no matter what happens. Exactly. Unlike, unless there is a way, and, like, this also would never, like, in a narrative would never be satisfying, but, like, unless one was so clearly the favorite over the other that there would almost be no reason for them to box and then they win that's like the only way that maybe but even then it's just like well why do we even fight like you know you're gonna win like it's just like a no matter who is because they're on both sides like you yeah because what you're saying like you're useless or whatever like you could like look down at the other person the other person could resent you for winning or like you know i let you win or like there's all sorts of messy complications here yeah this would have been really interesting if like he would have beat her like, cause she could have come, like, bounced back from this. It's, like, her first tournament. She's only boxed, like, three times. And then if we would have had the, like, power couple ending, it would have been fine. Because, like, it would have been like, oh, he was destined to win. He was meant to win. Yeah, but 
what we got here, I mean, clearly his career is over and hers, who knows where she's going next, really, like what the next true step is. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's uh, it's messy. I agree that they're probably coupled up, but I don't think it's going to last. I think it's like, it's it's over. Like as soon as they even like yeah. enter the ring, it's over. It's the beginning of the end. And that's a good way to put it. And in that sense, it makes my brain happier about the ending. And also another way to make your brain happier, maybe, is that in the end, it was all about respect, which I think is a very fast and furious, like, you know, keep your car. Your respect's oh. good enough for me because she's just saying, like, you you treated me like, and this is maybe a little optimistic or whatever that maybe, but I still even think that this, like, he's going to resent her for ending things or whatever, like, ending his career. But she's like, look, you treated me like I was, like, you boxed me like I was a dude, right? Like, you didn't hold back. I just yes. beat your ass, like, which is kind of funny. But, like, I, she's like, you, you treated me with the respect of, like, just, like, another human, another boxer. You didn't go easy on me because, like, not we're sleeping together, but, like, we're sleeping together or I'm a girl or whatever. You gave me everything you got and I just beat you, bro. So, like, sorry. But, like, them literally talking about respect felt, felt, felt very on brand for what we're doing. It did. And I really like that he didn't use the cop out of, like, the, well, I, like, I couldn't have hit you. You know what I mean? Yep. That would have been really shitty. Yeah. I would have been disappointed if he would have been like, well, look, if I would have actually fought you, then you wouldn't have won. That was cool of him to be like, I gave it my all and you beat me, bro. Like, yeah. that's what happened. Any other thoughts about Girl Fight, Michelle Rodriguez's first film? No, I think that's is pretty good. I think we covered it pretty well. well. Let's watch the trailer then. So if you search, it's our it's our old favorite, our old standby movie clips, classic trailers, Girl Fight 2000, official trailer number one, Michelle Rodriguez HD, two minutes and 52 seconds. I'm pretty much ready to go whenever you're ready, bud. All right. Three, two, one, play. Preview screen. Let's see it is rated R. Works. I did look it up. It's rated R. So it oh. makes sense because it's an aggressive topic, right? Boxing. Yeah. Screen gems. Oh yeah, her like channel surfing just unhappy with She smashed that girl from behind into the lockers too. Yeah. There's Paul. There he is, yeah. It's a pretty stylized trailer with the text on the screen. Also very early two thousands. Yeah, that's 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 what I was thinking too, but boxing, she walks into the gym, tiny gets shot. Yeah, she's Dex that kid. I wanna train with you. I want to be a boxer. Also, there's no way he wouldn't have ducked her punch. Am I talking to you? There's plenty of things you could do better with your life than box. Prove it. I'll train you. Yeah, like, how that is in Chad's commentary, I will never know. I, it is, man. He is. I'm training to be a boxer. I swear this guy's been in other movies. You said you don't remember anything? I loved, I haven't seen, I haven't seen him in anything other than this. Maybe TV shows, like, he also, like, I wouldn't be surprised if you're like, oh, yeah, him from SVU. SVU or, or right? yeah. CSI or something. Aren't you afraid of getting hurt? I liked, uh, him giving her shit, like, kind of fucking with her a little bit, like, when she's, like, jumping rope. Jumping at her, like, I'm just testing your reflexes, just, like, trying to yes. get in her head as her trainer. Yeah, it was in that regard. I agree. I like that one a lot. Winner Sundance. Oh, it won Sundance. That's cool. It won an award at Sundance. I don't know. That, I don't know that it won the entire thing. Let me find out. You know, they say love kills in the ring. I love you. That was badass when she whispers "I love you" and then decks him as the bell rang. Yeah. It won the directing. Oh, actually, it did win the Grand Jury Prize at Sundance for dramatic film. It nice. tied with another film called You Can Count on Me, and it also won. The directing award for dramatic film by Karin Kusama. So yeah, it, big winner at uh, Sundance. I did not see that, but yeah, nice. Girl fight this fall. Proof of the movie. 
So we kind of see him cheer at the end, so we know that she wins, right? <laughs> Ruined it a little bit. A little but bit. sure. Cool. The letterboxed game for reference sake, Mad Max Fury Road, has been seen now by 626,000 people. When we hit a million, it's going to be very exciting. It's going to be a very big day. Yeah, we're going to get there eventually, bud. Probably in a year-ish, maybe? I don't know. Actually, I have no idea. No. But it feels, it feels like it has a couple thousand every every episode. Right? Yeah, but we've been watch- we've been doing this since Zack Attack, and it started at like 425 or something, right? So like we got time. So Girl Fights, 2000, directed by Karin Kusama, starring Michelle Rodriguez, Jaime Torelli, Paul Calderon, Santiago Douglas, has been seen by how many people? Well, one Sundance, so I'm going to factor that in. I'm going to say 12,750. Way lower. Really? 6,500. Still got to go lower. Really? 3,500. 3,857. 3,857. Way lower than I thought, dude. Yeah. Way Out of those 3,800 people, how many have it in their top four? I will say it is a number bigger than zero. I'm not going to say, I don't mean that to be like, oh, it's one. Like, I'm not trying to be coy, but like, it's, it's, a, it's a positive number. I'm going to say three. Higher. Five? Yep. Five. Okay. So now, out of those five people, I found Talaya, T-A-L-A-Y-A-H, at Talaya on Letterboxd. Michelle Rodriguez was absolute killer in this, and I'm so glad this is my first introduction to this badass five stars. To this badass Michelle Rodriguez? I guess so. It's her first introduction to... I, I, I didn't know how to read that. I think I think to Michelle Rodriguez, I think. Interesting, okay. Talaya does not have a top four. She only has a top three, but... Okay. Girlfriend is number two, and I know that you love her number one and her number three. I love both of them. Yes. They're hmm. both from this decade, one from 2014, one from 2016. I guess last decade now, for we're, we're in the 20s now. I'm trying to think of things that I could say that wouldn't give this Is one away. Spring Breakers? No, they're both award films, but they're both okay. like approachable Fun, not uh, fun. It might be a, st- a strong word for one of them, but they're both like Academy Award ish movies that you love that don't feel like stuffy. Whiplash. Whiplash is her number one. Okay. <laughs> that's that that's the more fun one. That's the more fun one. The other one is less fun. I would not use the word fun at all in this other one. Okay. But another Oscar movie from the last decade that you love that does not feel and does not look in more ways than one like most other Oscar movies. Is it um, the Lego movie? No. This movie won Best Picture. It won Best Picture but doesn't really look In more ways than one, yes. I'm being cheeky but also visually, like the cinematography looks different. But also there's a reason why it looks different. Moonlight. Yep. Perfect. Most Oscar movies, not enough Oscar. Hashtag Oscar's so white, number one. But also number two, the cinematography that Barry Jenkins uses in his movies, like things look different in his movies and they're just beautiful. So Whiplash. Which one do you think I was going to get first? You got Whiplash faster than I thought you would have. But I thought so too. Yeah. Whiplash, girl fight, moonlight. Ooh, and it rhymes. Ooh, yeah. But the, oh. I do love Whiplash and I do love Moonlight. Those are two great movies for cool. sure. Next week we've got a themed week. Seriously? Back. Are we gonna fuck it up again? I mean, I don't know Just what's kidding. gonna Just happen. Kidding. I don't <laughs> know what's kidding. gonna happen. But as of right now, <laughs> themed week. I also, I also lumped Finding Nemo. So okay. So here's the other thing is that as we keep having these episodes where we don't do an intro and we have no minutes on the deleted scenes episodes, there's a chance, like, I was like, we have an extra one. I don't know what to cut, but I don't know. Like, we might finish the Fast and Furious minute, like, at the end of this lap. So, like, we might not actually have that Redux episode. So I took that out for now, and I slotted Finding Nemo back in 
because we had dumped that from Reef Week because of the whole Budget Boys thing, right? Yes, but yes, yes. But now Finding Nemo is in a different theme week, so we'll see if that happens, but Haley, <laughs> it's coming. Good. Next week, for now, a themed week. Two movies from the same franchise, both with Michelle Rodriguez. We are watching Resident Evil and Resident yes. Evil Retribution, which is the fifth movie in the series. Have you seen any of the Resident Evil movies? No, I haven't seen any of them. I never played the video game. And I, I think that I should not watch the ones in between, right? We'll talk about that after we watch the first one. Because okay, I will okay. say I will say that we did on Mike's podcast, Third Time's a Charm, we talked about Resident Evil, I want to say, Retrib- no, Retribution's this one. I don't know the names. I think the second one is Apocalypse. Whatever the third one, Conviction? I don't know. Um, they're okay. all like just strong adjectives. When we did that for Mike's podcast, I genuinely really liked the first one. I don't know how good it is, but I think it's a lot of fun. And for a video game movie, especially like in 2002 or whenever it came out, like it's great. Like yeah. I think it's really good. I think it's really cool. I'm looking forward to seeing that. But then when we did the third one, I'd seen the second one and the third one once, but I only rewatched the third one for Mike's podcast. And I was like, I don't remember shit about this. And I'm like, I don't really like this one on its own. I don't know that it makes sense to watch five movies, three of which Michelle Rodriguez is not in. I don't know, like, I'm not going to watch two, three, four. I think five is going to be far enough away that, like, we'll both be like, yeah, I guess we'll just, we'll figure it out. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I like that. That works for me. Because I don't think I've seen four or five, and I think there's maybe, like, the final chapter, which is probably six. So, like, I haven't seen past three. Um, so the second one is new to me, but the first one I really like, so that'll be on Tuesday, and that is Nick Burris's pick. Um, and cool. then on Friday of next week, we'll do Resident Evil Retribution, which is the fifth in the series. So we'll do the first one and the fifth one. So the Fast Five of the franchise, feels will like it be how, as good? Who knows? Feels like this. That feels like how I like to watch movies anyways. Yeah. I think that watching the first and the fifth one, and then if I need to afterwards, I could fill it in between. I don't remember. Like, I think the second one was okay. I don't think I haven't seen it, like, probably in a decade or more, right? Like, it's been a long time. But the first one's good. I like the first one a lot. So we will, uh, Mila Jovovich... Paul W.S. Anderson, director. I think they, I don't know if they were married at the time, but they were eventually married, so yeah. We're Resident sure. Evil Week for now. Resident Evil Week next week. We should play every Resident Evil video game, like all of them. They've remastered them recently. We talked about that a lot, I think, when we were talking about Michelle Rodriguez, right? Like, there's yeah. a bunch that are out. They put out two to great acclaim. There's three. There's recent one. I don't know. There's a bunch. Maybe I'll start one up. I don't know. Probably not. I don't want to get crazy. I'm playing other games. But for all things, too fast too forever you go to cageclub.me facebook.com slash too fast too forever or at too fast too forever on twitter and instagram email us family at cageclub.me check out our patreon page at too fast too forever.com and come back next week for resident evil week unless something crazy happens who knows you know we've we've tried to do theme weeks before i do like though this is something i will allow you to make fun of me for but like you know i almost had themed weeks last lap didn't work out i found like okay cool gonna get ahead of thing we're gonna do theme weeks and then they don't work for one reason or another right like it's just like okay like i best laid plans etc et and it's not like and it's not like the, the, the joke that i'm teasing you about is that you now are actively trying to do it and it's not like we're not doing them like we're not like intentionally breaking it right like it's not like i'm like oh fuck that like i don't want to do this one next change it it's like yeah. oh we get like something interesting and we're like okay we well, have to do that and we'll yes. put it out first yes Yes. Yep. That's why it's funny to me. It's serendipitously breaking your theme weeks, and that cracks me up. Because... Yeah, for good reason. Like, it's not like we're just like, oh, let's just do another thing instead. It's like, there's a reason for it, but still like, yeah. oh boy, I tried, I tried, but it just didn't work out. I know out. you did, bud. Yeah. I realized I'm what that guy is in. The dad that you thought was, what's his name? Oh, Chaz Palminteri? Yeah, what's he in? The, the trainer, you mean? Yes. He's in Carlito's Way. Oh, okay. Yes, that's what he's actually in. 
Yeah, that's one of those Pacino ones that I've not seen. I know that I should. We talked about it on here on here before that you said yeah. I should watch it. But uh, I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe too, and we'll tell you all about it. We see.